93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Wednesday, January 26th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a Philadelphia police officer was hospitalized after he was dragged while inside a vehicle following a traffic stop on Tuesday night. It happened at 9.15 at 53rd and Baltimore Avenue in West Philadelphia. Police say a Nissan Murano being driven by a 25-year-old man had an expired temporary tag and its brake lights were out. The officer told uh, the driver to turn his vehicle off and the man complied, but when officers were questioning the driver, they realized that there was a gun in the vehicle. Authorities asked him about it, and then he reached for the weapon. Police say the driver then turned the SUV back on and took off while a 30-year-old male officer was still partially inside. The officer's legs were reportedly hanging out of the driver's side door. The officer was dragged for about five blocks before the driver collided with two vehicles at 48th and Baltimore Avenue. The injured officer was taken to an area hospital to be evaluated um, for non-life-threatening injuries. So, so uh, he's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they said it was uh, a half a mile. Yeah. That's a long-ass way. That's a long time to hang out of a car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially in the city, man. Especially the guy was booking, too. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just his feet, so thank God for that. Yeah. The unidentified driver was taken into police custody. He was also being evaluated at a local hospital. The suspect faces multiple charges, including assault on an officer. Police say the gun found in the vehicle was stolen. No other injuries were reported. You're hanging out of a vehicle where the guy also has access to a gun. Yeah. 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 A restraining order was filed against a Virginia woman accused of stalking Apple CEO Tim Cook. In court papers obtained by ABC7 News, Apple Security accused the woman of erratic, threatening, and bizarre behavior. In court papers, uh, they showed photographs of guns, ammo, and copies of emails apparently sent by the woman. She turned up at Cook's home at least twice and was warned... and has warned him to leave his residence. This has gone way beyond just someone who's enamored by Mr. Cook and wants to talk to him, legal analyst Stephen Clark said. Uh, what the Apple team is saying is that she could be very dangerous to him and we need to put a stop to it before it gets any worse. Uh, it's okay, though. He has garage lights that turn on automatically if oh. someone <laughs> scare them away. Stop them. Clark said the order goes beyond demanding physical distance and no contact with Cook because a Santa Clara uh, County judge granted the order. The woman is also barred from possessing guns, approaching Apple employees, and entering any company property. Is she enamored? Does she? Does she? she I hope she knows that that he is. Uh, he's gay. He's not. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's like he's they, not interested. That's what they're saying. It's well beyond that. She's sending pictures of guns uh, and oh, things okay. like that. Yeah. All right. That's a whole other level. Cook's lawyers say the woman stalked and harassed him from the fall of 2020 to the present time. In emails to Cook, she claims she is the CEO's wife and that he is the father of her twin children. Hmm. The alleged stalker emailed Cook about 200 times, the attorney wrote. In one of the emails sent in November of 2020, she attached a photo of a loaded gun and wrote, My new gun will never return it at this time before I shoot. Cook's lawyers say the woman opened fraudulent corporations, some with highly offensive corporate names in various states. The document stated that on November November 9th, uh, 2020, the woman sent an email to Apple CEO, in, uh, the Apple CEO indicating her desire to have a personal and sexual relationship with him and stated that she could not live any longer and that her patients are almost gone. In another email, the woman demanded hundreds of millions of dollars from Cook. A hearing over the restraining order has been scheduled in Santa Clara County Superior Court for March 29th. You hear a story about somebody like this and you wonder which direction they wipe in. 
nuts. <laughs> 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 to really right. determine if they're nuts. I think that would be a real. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a back to front. Right. Sounds like me. <laughs> it's got to be a back to front. Yeah. Uh. So weird. A mask mandate will be back in <laughs> I mean, place. It's an indicator, is it not? Yeah. A mask mandate will be back in place for the Perkiomen Valley School District in Montgomery County for at least the next two weeks. A federal judge in Philadelphia ruled Tuesday in favor of the plaintiffs who were seeking a temporary restraining order after the school board voted five to four late last year to rescind the mandate and make masks optional in schools beginning on January 24th. A hearing will be held on a preliminary injunction in 14 days. Lawyers representing a group of parents and students filed a lawsuit under uh, pseudonyms uh, for fear of retribution. The, they argue that the school board's vote to remove the mandate violates the Americans with Disabilities Act. Villanova University law school professor Michael Moreland, who specializes in constitutional law and is not affiliated with this case, explained on Action News how removing the mask mandate could violate the Federal Disability Act. This is a big claim on behalf of a lot of kids. Uh, immunocompromised kids and their parents say the universal masking is a requirement. Just giving them the option to wear a mask is an insufficient accommodation and instead you have to require everyone else to require a mask uh, if you are to accommodate their disability, said Moreland. Could they just require that you wear them vertically instead of horizontally? <laughs> the attorney representing the school board argued in court that the district has masks available for students and additional uh, mitigation efforts. He also states as of uh, as of late there have been zero transmission rate among students but the attorneys for the plaintiff point out that the new policy only went into effect on Monday and that there is no timeline or statistics yet. Did the news report indicate which way he wipes? <laughs> it didn't. No. I think that should be an absolute inclusion. Yeah. Every yes. story. Yes. No. Yeah. For the record, uh, back to front. <laughs> Both parties agree that in-person learning is necessary in Pennsylvania. It is up to the school boards to make the decision. Governor Tom Wolf was stripped of his emergency powers by voters and cannot enact a school mask mandate. Both parties will be back in court on February 4th. In sports this morning. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. The Flyers lost a franchise record 13th game in a row, falling to the Islanders 4-3 to three wow. last night. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. It's, it's amazing. They scored the tie-breaking goal with just over eight minutes left in the third period, while the Flyers were only able to manage 17 shots for the game. They're off until Saturday afternoon when they'll host the L.A. Kings. Defenseman Keith Yandel skated in his 965th consecutive Yay. NHL game Yay. to set a record for most consecutive games played. Well, there's a bright spot. Yeah, yeah, the 35-year-old hasn't missed a game since March 26, 2009 when he played for the Coyotes. He surpassed forward Doug Jarvis, who skated in 964 consecutive games from 1975 to 1987. The Sixers beat the Pelicans 117-107 to last night in South Philly. Joel Embiid scored 12 of his 40 two points in the fourth quarter. In four straight games, Embiid scored 38 points or more and 12 rebounds or more. How's he in hockey? (laughs) 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 
that's no a one great idea. in Sixers history has ever done this before. Wow. Tobias, yeah, Tobias Harris added 33 points for the Sixers, who opened a five-game homestand <laughs> by winning the 12th game in their last 15. They're at home again tomorrow night and will host LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers. Tip-off is at 7.30. And David Ortiz was the lone player to gain induction to the Baseball Hall of Fame this year, while players like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were shut out. Big Poppy was the only player to make the 75% threshold for induction. Ortiz was named on 307 ballots in his first year of eligibility. Bonds, baseball's all-time home run leader, 354 game winner Roger Clemens, 600 homer club member Sammy Sosa, and longtime ace pitcher Kurt Schilling were in their 10th and final year of eligibility in the annual balloting. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome uh, Wednesday morning to Midweek Thing that we do, the secret text word. And today we have a chance to win a pair of tickets as MMR presents Tools. Oh, February twentieth yeah. at the yeah. Wells Fargo Center. How about that, man? It's a sold out show, no doubt. So uh, you will definitely want to get in on this if you're a Tool fan. Text the word "secret" to three nine three three three, and we will send a word back to you. And we'll ask you to call in later on today with a uh, uh, designated caller winning those tickets. If you know the secret text word and We'll grab a pair, or we'll grab somebody randomly and give away a pair of tickets. I too. made a mistake. I thought I was buying tickets and for Toll and, and tonight. I'm going to see Casey Musgraves instead. And oh, I, so I just made man. that mistake. Yeah, it's okay. It's, totally. it's a simple mistake. Oh, Casey Musgraves is good. She's good. She does those extended 14-minute cool. songs. <laughs> uh, so text the word secret to 39333, and you'll be in the running for that. Uh, we're going to go on Fox Good Day, which is a thing that we do on Wednesdays as well. And we're also going to have uh, comedian Dusty Slay on uh, the stand-up says new season, which is available now on Netflix. Yeah. So we'll uh, talk to Dusty around 9 o'clock this morning. So uh, that and more is taking place on the show. We're going to come back in a moment. I have a really beefy celebrity report for you. There's some weird things or some uh, tragic things. Yeah. It, um, uh, yes. It's very, very interesting. So we'll, we'll come back in a moment. Stupid question. Give away some goodies. Uh, so stay with us. Be back in just a moment. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I love how I seamlessly killed time while I waited for you to come back into okay. the studio talking about the sun not being up yet. And <laughs> no. I, then you were giggling when you came in. What's going on? So I went in the other room to <laughs> make coffee. And um, so I walk back out. And like if you're doing a live reader, Casey, at this side door, I won't walk in just because it's distracting. Or right. whatever. So when I usually stand over there and talk to Marissa. So she was working on something and then she stopped and she looked up at me. And I was like, what? And she goes, nothing you're you're just standing there and i was like oh I, you know i don't like to walk in when they do live reads she's like they're on the air like, oh. the break has begun it's not a live commercial endorsement all right i got you all right so i didn't have i don't have a stupid question oh okay no. I, I got a really hard one a really hard one yeah it's a movie one and i showed it to you last week when 
We were talking about Short Circuit, too. All right, so we're going to give away a $50 Primo Hoagies gift card if you can get this really hard question from... <laughs> Johnny number five. Short Circuit 2. The okay. robot in Short Circuit number two goes into a bookstore, and he takes two books out that he reads oh, very, very slowly. God. What are those? I'll, all right. I remember one of them. Name one of the two books. Just do one. Name, it's name one typical. of those two books, yeah. Okay. All, all right. 215-263-WMMR. Good luck to you. For and, all the and Short God Circuit bless you if you know this. <laughs> Already. Yeah, right off the top. If you know both books, right off the top of the yeah. bat. All right, so we'll go through some birthdays today, Wednesday, January 26th. Ellen DeGeneres has her 64th birthday today, and we were just wondering out loud when her show This year, up. she's retiring, definitely. Yeah. It's, her, it's her final year. Yep. She has this incredibly um, big sort of gorilla facility that's that's planned, right. I guess, under construction in Africa right now. So, yeah. yeah. And they recently... retire. They recently, uh, they're not going to renew her game show. I saw that. I don't too. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was announced a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so maybe she'll have a better day on her birthday today than hearing all that stuff. She's <laughs> 64. Uh, great actor, uh, David Strathern. Strathern? Is it Strathern? That's how you yeah. say his last name? Okay. He's great, man. He's yeah. been in tons of stuff. In, in a league of their own, he's the guy that kind of ran the league. Yes. Uh, in L.A. Confidential, he was the... Um, uh, you know, the, the, the pimp, essentially. Uh, he was in Lincoln. He was on the show Billions. He was in uh, River Wild. He's been in a lot of great stuff. Usually kind of a character guy, but he's... Um, very reliable. Very, Always a great performance. Very reliable. That's a good way to uh, to describe him. He is uh, 73 years old today. The great Scott Glenn. Oh, my God. Also celebrates his birthday Glenn. today. Yeah. Urban Cowboy was just on the other day. Yeah. Uh, the Right Stuff. I saw him uh, a movie that was on just the other day that I saw him in was, uh, was Greenland. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, he plays he's uh, the dad, the dad of uh, of the the female lead in that Hunt for Red October. He's great in Silence of the Lambs, Daredevil. Yeah, uh, the the TV show. Yeah, he's the yeah. Uh, blind. He's the teacher of. Oh, of yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. He's the uh, the blind uh, instructor, the sensei. He's great. Uh, he is eighty three today. He was blind, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Bob Euchre's birthday today. Wow. Yep, just a bit outside. <laughs> Uh, he's uh, great. Yes, and this is the Mr. Belvedere theme. Yeah, it's a good yeah, theme. yeah, he won the Emmy and Oscar for this performance. Wow. Yeah. I think he only does uh, home games for the Brewers now. I don't think he travels with the team anymore, but he's still doing baseball. Wow. Probably yeah. the greatest collection of of sports stories. Oh my god. Are, uh, he's he's got the bumper crop. And along with uh, with John Madden, wasn't he on those Miller Lite uh, commercials? Yeah, he was a... Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where uh, the joke of him being a famous baseball player yeah. right. uh, started. <laughs> right. there, and yeah, they were yeah. like, who is this guy? Yeah, he played for the Phillies for a, a short amount of time and then, um, yeah, worked his way into the broadcast booth and, and Johnny Carson loved him, so that helped wow. as well. Do you know who's a massive fan? Norm MacDonald. Yeah. Norm yeah. MacDonald was a massive Bob Uecker fan. Uh, he's 88 today. Uh, the great one. Wayne Gretzky has his birthday today. Uh, Gretzky <laughs> turned sixty-one. The Bob Euchre of hockey. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, one of the, the all-time greatest to play the game. So happy birthday to uh, Gretzky. Uh, we also have oh, the Suleiman octuplets are oh, thirteen years oh, old. Kathy, your favorite wow. octo mom. Yeah, Kathy's a big Nadia Suleiman fan. Well, well her like... her kids are all thirteen. Eight people turned thirteen years old today. Man, that was, and like, where that was are they? Yeah, I, I don't know. Where I, is she? Where I, is I she hope doing? that they're doing well. Yeah. I hope those because yeah. those kids never. Yeah, right. They didn't, they didn't ask for they this. They didn't ask for this. Yeah, no. Nope. Yeah. nope. Uh, we also have um, Tom Kiefer, lead singer of the band Cinderella. Ah, uh, turned sixty-two. I remember when he came by here. Uh, we were. Uh, I would at least I was surprised at how awesome he was. Yeah. He was. He was a great. His voice was fantastic, and I've always had kind of a Cinderella's always been kind of like, yeah, all right, you know. Yeah. 
couple good songs. And, it, was and all. A, it was like rock light. And they're from the area, but I mean, they were, you know, in the height of that kind of glam metal explosion in the late 1980s and uh, yeah, they were a big part of it and uh, Tom came by and he sang some really cool bluesy stuff when he was here. He's so, a good dude. Yeah, he's uh, 62 years old. T- and of course, Pat's Chili Dogs. Pat's Chili Dogs! We can't forget about that. Uh, but Tom turns uh, 62 today. You know, I, want, I want a documentary movie made about that. How that ended up happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pat's Chili Dogs, which I believe now is a uh, We Buy Gold. We Buy Gold! Go I remember there was, uh, we were at the Cardboard Classic, and Jackie had set it up ahead of time. There was a Pat's Chili uh-huh. Dog sled. That's right. And J- Jackie played the music. He played the song, the oh jingle from Pat's Chili Dogs when they were coming down the hill. It was so <laughs> damn funny. As a matter of Do fact, have- I, I showed you, because when you and I had eaten, Preston, uh, our hot dogs yes. at Nifty Fifties, I was like, right over there is the old Pat's Chili Dog. I right. love the commercial. We're watching the commercial right now. They're all, e- each of them separate gets to enjoy on-screen time with their chili dog. The thing is, it's not—it's not that the We Buy Gold place is in the same place that Pat, it's yeah. the same exact building. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like I love that. they didn't tear anything yeah. down. It's just Why? Yeah. box gold. It's like when you tell yeah. chili dogs, it's an old Wawa. Yeah, you can tell this is the old Pat's Chili Dogs. Yep. that's great. Well, if you don't take care of gold, it eventually becomes a chili dog. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Happy birthday, Tom Kiefer. Make sure you polish your gold so it doesn't turn into a chili dog today. <laughs> Last birthday is a friend of ours, actor and comedian Brian Callen. Ah, uh, and uh, Brian turns fifty-five. Man. He's uh, he's one day off from me, um, and he's a year older than me. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I he's didn't great until now. Yeah, he is great. So happy fifty fifth to our buddy Brian Callen. Let's see if we know the answer to the stupid question: <laughs> What two books? And we only need one of them. Uh, does Johnny Five take his time and read slowly? In uh, short circuit two, because normally he would like just zip yeah, right speed through. read. Well, he right? does yeah. uh, you know in the, in the bookstore he reads a lot of them really He's quickly. A machine. Yeah, yes. right. let input. Me, let me go to Monica. Hi there, Monica. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. I think it says here you actually know both of the books. Yes, uh, Frankenstein and Pinocchio. Yes. yes. Well done. Now I have to ask Monica: Did you look that up, or did you just know it? No, I knew it. Oh, my goodness. Well, you, you know, that makes sense because those are both yeah. stories of, uh, that's basically Johnny Five's story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and do, you, do you think fondly of that film, Monica? Is it just, is it always in your your mind? <laughs> Not always, but if it's on, I will watch it. It haunts her. Monica, can you finish this line? Los Locos kick your ass. Los Locos kick your face. Most locals kick your balls into outer space. Wow! <laughs> I love Monica. That's a true fan. That's yeah. terrific. Monica, hang on. We, we're going to say you with a $50 Primo Hoagies gift. <laughs> that was great. Big game parties. It isn't just about football. It's an experience, so don't settle for an average catering tray. Make it Primo, and you can order now at PrimoHoagies.com, and it's not just a hoagie. It is a Primo. In wow. the world of movies, uh, Short Circuit barely hangs on by a string. Oh. Short Circuit 2 is a whole other level of greatness. Uh, (laughs) All right, nearly two weeks after Tiffany Haddish was arrested for driving under the influence in Georgia, the Emmy-winning comedian appeared virtually on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. When asked about a run-in with the law, Haddish said, I can say this, Jimmy, I've been praying to God to send me a new man, a good man, and God went ahead and he sent me four in uniform. (laughs) Uh, She said, and now I get a really great lawyer. I have a really great lawyer and we're going to work it out and I've got to get my asking of things to God a little better. 
Uh, she also commented on the, the grief she's been experiencing lately as she recently lost her grandmother, who she referred to as her soulmate, and she added that Bob Saget was a mentor, so it's been very hard for her. Yeah, I didn't it. realize that was the case, and she yeah. also broke up with uh, Common, right? Wasn't she dating... Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's been going through a lot, but nonetheless, no drinking and driving. No, Tiffany, don't Can't, do that. Not do that. Alec Baldwin and other producers of Rust filed a motion on Monday to dismiss a civil lawsuit brought forth by the movie script supervisor Mamie Mitchell. Mitchell was uh, standing just a few feet away from Baldwin when the gun fired that killed the film's director of photographer photography, Helena Hutchins. Uh, Mitchell was also the first to call 911. In November, uh, Mitchell had filed the lawsuit for assault, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and deliberate infliction of harm. Baldwin and other producers believe that her case should be thrown out. Uh, according to the objection filed on Monday, it is completely illogical for plaintiff to contend defendant Mr. Baldwin received a prop gun that everyone, including plaintiff and defendant Mr. Baldwin, expected to be cold, while at the same time stating that Mr. Baldwin's conduct was intentional in accidentally firing the live round. So <laughs> this is just the beginning. Yeah, but I, I understand what they're saying here. Uh, Baldwin also claimed that Mitchell had no apparent physical injury and raced to the court courthouse in California without providing the notice in New Mexico required for a workers' compensation claim apparently to get her claim in front of any potential claims uh, by the two individuals who were hit by the live round. So there's a lot of peripheral case. You know, everyone goes, okay, they look at it as a potential court money grab where they could say, oh, I was there, I was injured, I had yeah. post-traumatic stress. So right. I guess yeah. that's what this falls under. Yep. All right, this is a really weird, tragic story. It's a bit of a follow-up. I was, Steve and I were talking about it off-air this morning. Actress Alicia Witt has spoken out following the death of both of her parents. We reported on this about a month ago. So the actress's mother and father were both found dead in their Massachusetts home about a month ago, and the star has remained silent uh, since asking for privacy after the news broke. And now in a post shared on social media, the 46-year-old star has opened up about her loss, also sharing several photos of her parents. She said, it still doesn't feel real. There's a lengthy caption that she wrote. She said, uh, it's been a month since I got uh, scared, not having heard back from them, and called to have them checked on. She said that uh, she waited to hear from her parents. That she, uh, As she did that, she began to feel angry that she'd involved someone else in the scare, having sent a cousin to check in on her parents after not hearing from them for several days. She added that she knew that they were gone as soon as she heard the voice of the detective that had called her. Uh, she thanked loved ones. Uh, for sharing happy memories involving her folks, praising them as brilliant educators, deeply kind, curious, intuitive, wise, young at heart, and funny. And here's where she gets into a little bit of the thick of it. She said, the thir- circumstances around my parents' sudden passings have become fodder for press, and there are some misconceptions rolling around, understandably so. Uh, she's referring to the rumors that they died of hypothermia after experiencing problems, problems with their furnace. She said, this is very delicate for me to write because I'm wanting to honor their privacy, which they held so tightly. There's an awful irony in the fact that because of the very lengths they went in order to protect their privacy in life, that privacy has been stripped away in death. The star then revealed that she never expected to have to open up about her relationship with her parents, offering details of their lives in, this, in the years before their death. She said... I hadn't been allowed inside my parents' home for well over a decade. Every time I offered to have something repaired for them, they refused to allow workers into their house. I begged, cried, tried to reason with them, tried to convince them to let me help them move. But every time, they became furious with me, Hmm. telling me I had no right to tell them how to live their lives and that they had it all under control. And it was not for lack of trying on my part or the part of other people who loved them. She insisted that her parents 
were not penniless, but they were fiercely stubborn, beautifully original souls, which led them to making choices that they couldn't be talked out of. So because, again, and it's mentioned a couple of times throughout her piece and just in the piece that I read, fiercely independent so much so i mean that you're not letting workers in to repair yeah. things like your heater yeah things and basic stuff needs. like that basic needs and she makes the point a couple of times they were far from penniless it wasn't mm-hmm. like they were in, in dire straits yep uh wit said that she helped them in various ways uh, that they'd allow her to do so she said i struggle as much as i helped with what else i could have done short of petitioning the court system for taking control of two otherwise very sharp very independent very capable adults. She said they were a, a united, intertwined, indivisible force determined to do things their own way. Knowing they had each other, battling them the way that I would have had to in order to do this truly felt like it would have destroyed them. So she was like, they were so yeah. defensive about it that, you know, she had to make this decision. Okay, I either ruin my relationship permanently with them yeah, yeah, yeah. or I back off. You know what I mean? And they're adults. They're her parents. Yeah. You believe. And you figure there's two of them, too. Two of like, them. Like, it's not one living alone. Right. There's yeah. two of them. Right. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, so that fierce independence eventually did them in. It's exactly I, it. I understand, you know, that you're, okay, you, you, you don't want to feel like you're, you're um, you know, you need help. It's hard sometimes reaching out. But uh, look, they both died because they of this. Died because of it. When uh, Witt confirmed that the couple's heat had gone out, explained that she was unaware of the maintenance issue and added that she will never understand why they never shared the information or allowed their daughter to help them. She said, my heart is broken, and even if I could have had a crystal ball that looked into the future, if I could have said to them that you're going to break my heart and the hearts of all who love you with a worst-case scenario ending, if you don't let us help you, she said, I still think they would have made the same choices. They weren't willing to make different ones. So they were smart. They, I mean, she's smart. She's like she's a, a concert-level pianist. Insanely intelligent. Right. So they, they're not idiots, and, and yep. uh, it's just so strange. Yep. Uh, luckily. She the, does. By the way, she like in the Hallmark movies, she's always in the Christmas movies about, about family and about mm. the, all that stuff. Yep. You know, this is... It's just, it blows my mind that this happened this way. You mentioned her uh, being intelligent. You know, she was in she was in the film Dune, and she was yeah. just a child. And the reason she came to uh, David Lynch's attention, I believe, was when she was like four years old, she like memorized Macbeth or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was, okay. it was like off wow. the charts uh, uh, intellect. Uh, but this, so, so you know. Uh, it's just tragic. Luckily, she said the last words that she exchanged with her par- exchanged with her parents were "I love you." She said that part was simple. Never in doubt, they loved me so, and I loved them. Well, so. the exact last words, Preston, were "Patch chili dog." Oh, no, <laughs> oh my god, they left yeah. that part. Yeah, out. wow, that is just that's messed up, and that's gonna. I, I, I mean, I, I don't. You don't want to impose, but I, I, I need to find out more about this because it defies every bit of logic. Yeah, in every uh, in every photo of the of the mother, she's wearing some kind of um, headgear, headdress, something like that. Is there any You're religious right. implications? She's she's never not wearing something on her head, and I, mm. I'm I'm not trying to jump to conclusions. No, I'm no, just no. Curious about no, it. I I don't know either, and and I I'm looking at her. Her, her dad has kind of like. He's got kind of crazy eyes, I think. A crazy? At him, but, but he's I, wearing I, that uh, Pat Chili dog. I don't know, no, man. It, but they were just very. They were very normal. They were very stubborn. Yeah. So, and it and it uh, it cost them. It cost them the big price. There so. was there was no at least apparently no need for it to happen. Sad yeah. story. Yep. All right. Um. I have another story. Actually, I have several stories. Lots of stuff here. Uh. Janet Jackson 
revealed some of the horrible names her more famous brother, Michael, had called her. Uh, she said, there were times when Mike used to tease me and call me names. Pig, horse, slut, you fatty, cow. He used a lot of barnyard things. Yeah. 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 Pig, horse, ca- hog, and cow. Well, I was using my CNC. And slut, too. Slut. That was on That's, your CNC? That was on CNC. Uh-huh. a special one. And the slut goes, mmm. <laughs> Full strings, see? <laughs> the slut goes, mmm. <laughs> the cow goes, moo. Yeah. The pig goes, oink, oink. And the slut goes, mmm. Okay. Uh, she's <laughs> she said he would laugh about it. Yeah. You should fat. And she said, I'd laugh too. You slut. Uh, but, <laughs> but then there was somewhere down inside that it would hurt, she said. Of course. Uh, when That's you have, why I was doing it. When you have somebody say you're too heavy, it affects you. Slut right. pig. She made the revelation in an upcoming documentary about her life that will be aired on A&E and Lifetime on Friday. If only she had something to make fun of Michael Jackson about. Yeah. Uh, if only there was something she could attach to. She spoke about the scrutiny that comes with having a, Your fam- nose. a famous last name uh, and years of living in her brother Michael's shadow. The documentary, aptly titled Janet, chronicles the life of the 55-year-old pop star and reveals a darker side to her relationship with her icon brother. What do you want me to do here, Casey? Well, you want me to give this away? Have, we have a giveaway in conjunction with this uh, documentary thingy. Okay. It's on A&E, right? It is. Yeah, because they're running, they're running commercials for it. I started watching the Hugh Hefner. Um, series and the the Janet Jackson thing looks really good. Oh, it's a and and it's also on Lifetime, which is what is this is. So. Oh, Lifetime! Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> All right, I'll give away. I've never done a giveaway in the middle of entertainment. Oh my god, it's crazy! A twenty five dollar Amazon gift card and a one month Philo subscription code. Are you kidding me? From the new documentary <laughs> event, Jan, event Janet Jackson. So we'll take caller ten and we'll give that to you. <laughs> Lifetime and Philo bring you unprecedented access to the global icon in an intimate, honest, and unfiltered look at her untold story. It premieres on Friday at 8 on Lifetime. This is Lifetime. Streams the same day on Philo. On Philo. And you can start your free trial at philo.com. Philo.com. That's, thank you, Michael. 215-263-WMMR. So well well after her brothers uh, hit it big... With the Jackson 5, an 11-year-old Janet finally got her own break with a role on the 1970s sitcom Good Times playing Penny. And she said that's when her weight issues began. She said, I did Good Times, and that's the beginning of having weight issues and the way I looked at myself. I'm an emotional eater, so when I got stressed or something is really bothering me, it comforts me. Uh, in 2006, she grew to 180 pounds for a role, uh, but kept the weight off. Uh, keeping the weight off had been difficult. I hear you. Uh, she later became a Nutrisystem spokesperson in 2011. When I get nervous, I can eat my way through a whole Boy Scout troop. Oh, oh my Jesus. God. Uh, adding to the awkwardness <laughs> of Hollywood adolescence, she said, I was developing at a very young age, and I started getting a chest, and they would bind it so oh. that I would look more flat-chested. They've done that before. They did it to Judy Garland in, in Wizard of Oz. She was older than Dorothy was supposed to be. Right. So they bound her. Right. Like a bonsai was tree. She bucks them? Uh, she was buxom enough to okay. not look like, you know, a little farm girl. Yeah, like a kid. So. Yeah. She was like Norma Stitz. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, this there should be some pretty interesting revealing things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in this documentary. Uh, she, she's, a, you know, super talented. Uh, here's an interesting uh, quote and conversation uh, from Peter Dinklage. Uh, he is calling out Disney's live action Snow White remake. 
Uh, the 52-year-old actor recently appeared on the Mark Maron podcast where he opened up about his thoughts about the upcoming film, of which production is set to begin later this year. Uh, Disney confirmed that the uh, West Side Story actress Rachel Zegler will star as the titular role. <laughs> I, I said titular. Uh, so this is what he said during the, uh, 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 the interview. He said, there's a lot of hypocrisy going on. said, literally no offense to anyone, but I was a little taken aback when they were very proud to cast a Latina actress as Snow White, but you're still telling the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Take a step back and look at what you're doing there, and it makes no sense to me. He said... You're progressive in one way, but then you're still making that effing backward story about seven dwarves living in a cave together. What the F are you doing, man? Have I done nothing to advance the cause for my soapbox? And I guess I'm not loud enough. He said, I don't know which studio that is, but they were so proud of it. Um, uh, he said, all love and respect to the actress and all of the people uh, uh, who thought they were doing the right thing. But I'm just like, what are you doing? Since that was the original story. So that's the way the story is. Uh, is his? Does he believe it should not be little people, or no. does he believe? Because I was trying well, to discern exactly what he wants. He goes on with it a little further. So, as far as the plot, uh, the production studio has not unveiled details about the movie featuring the fairy tale princess. In addition to production beginning sometime this year, it also confirmed that uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer uh, director Mark Webb will be at the helm. He, uh, despite his assessment, Dinklage explained. That he's open to the film if it does have a more modern take that ventures away from the 1937 original. He said, if you tell the story of Snow White with the most effed up, cool, or progressive spin on it, he said, let's do it all in. So, I don't know exactly don't quite know what, he's talking what about. he means by yeah, that, yeah. but, you know, I'm not really sure. Make them all six-footers? But Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but maybe they could, instead of making them little people, uh, make them, they, they could be more like hobbits. You know so, what I mean? So here, or fictional, uh, you know. Right. Uh, they did a show called Once, Once Upon a Time, which was an ABC series. I really enjoyed it. Actually, some of the people from Lost did it. It lost its own way after about a season. But right. uh, it, they did cover uh, Snow White, Preston. And the they weren't dwarfs, but they were sort of diminutive and quirky and, uh, you know. Um, right. But they weren't dwarves or, uh, or yeah. little but then people. Again, or if, if, you were, if you were to CGI uh, people who are not dwarves and make them smaller, then... Yeah. You wouldn't be giving jobs to dwarves, and you would face scrutiny that way. You can't win. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, in Sydney, White Preston, how were the dwarves <laughs> represented? I forget. They, they were college. They were college. They were college, they were college and they weren't little people. Yeah, uh, they were just. Uh, they so, had little quirky isms about themselves. I told you guys I watched that entire movie <laughs> and didn't even know that it was a riff on the seven. <laughs> No, what? Sydney White. I'm like, that guy's really stupid, man. Uh, What's, that guy's why is always he in college. Sneezing? Oh, why is that was... guy so bashful? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That guy's mad all the time. What's He's the so story grumpy. with him? <laughs> okay. Stone cold idiot. Uh, I, you know what? I was just, I just had a thing for uh, Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I'm just watching her the whole time. And she's great in it. She is great in and, it. And uh, isn't that. No, no. <laughs> Channing Tatum's in the other one. Oh, this poor guy. He's sleepy all the time. Yeah, that guy. How does he get decent grades? He's just narcolepsy. All the time. Was there like a med school student? I never yeah. saw it. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, the, the doc, he, he wore glasses yeah. and, and he had asthma, but okay. I don't know if he was a med school student or not. I'm not sure. The reference other than the glasses. Gotcha. And who else? Where, where are some of the dwarves I'm missing Bashful, here? Uh, sleepy Doc, Dopey. Incontinent. Yeah, Dopey was was the guy they played off who couldn't even tie his own shoes. Yeah, right. He's a college student. <laughs> um, so, all right, anyway. Yeah. Uh, moving on 
Peter Robbins, who voiced Charlie Brown in the classic 1960s Peanut cartoons, has passed away. Uh, he he uh, died from suicide last week. This is what? so freaking what? sad. Yeah. Yes, oh, the, the original voice of Charlie Brown that you love in the oh Charlie God. Brown Christmas. And yeah. the, those oh. first Rats. ones committed suicide. That guy? That would yes. have been him, yeah. Oh, that's man. him. Uh, Robbins was born in 1956 in L.A., began acting in 1963, and was the first to play uh, Charlie Brown, uh, and yes, he voiced in a Charlie Brown Christmas, and it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. In addition to voicing Charlie Brown uh, for four years, uh, he recurred on uh, the 1968 comedy Blondie and guest starred on such TV series as Rawhide, The Munsters, The Don Reed Show, F Troop, Get Smart, My Three Sons. I uh, quit acting in 1972 for a while. He worked as a DJ in Palm Springs. Um, and he suffered from bipolar disorder. He made headlines in 2015 when he was sentenced to five years uh, for making threats to several people, including public figures. I remember this. Uh, yeah, he, he had a mental breakdown. Yeah. I didn't realize he was bipolar. It was something he dealt with all his life. And I guess towards the end, it got the better of him. Maybe so. Uh, uh, he was released from jail in uh, 2019. But uh, yeah, sucks, it's, man. It's terrible. I hate hearing that. And right? The fact also that the the charm of that original Charlie Brown Christmas and and the Great Pumpkin. Um, uh, Charles Schultz insisted that they use kids, real yeah. kids, yep. instead of adults doing kid voices. Right. And that's why it's so unique and charming. Yep. Uh, actress uh, Shilpa Shetty, the Indian actress known for her roles in Hindi movies and a TV personality, has been cleared of obscenity charges Yay! dating back to, and you guys remember this, I a do. 15-year-old incident at a charity event, at an AIDS awareness event in 2007 in India, Hollywood star Richard Gere oh, yeah. publicly kissed her on the arm and on both cheeks while they were being videoed on stage. And uh, the brief, if strange moment provoked a fiery, fiery reaction in India uh, with radical Hindu groups taking umbrage with the public display of affection and in particular criticizing Shetty for not resisting that. She did not resist hard <laughs> enough. Yeah. So it's been going on for this oh many years. She just got cleared of that. And listen to this. At the time, a judge issued arrest warrants for both parties on charges, including indecency, obscenity. The case against Gear was swiftly dropped. And the actor, who is a Buddhist, was soon allowed to return to India. Her charges, however, wow. languished in the court system until it was dismissed by a Mumbai judge this week who, cal- who called the case groundless. Okay. Has <laughs> she been on. able to work in this whole time? Or Good she, question. She I, like I don't know. No. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, weird. it's weird that they're not more, uh, is progressive the word, considering the fact that it is a country of a billion people. Yeah. Clearly, they're having sex, and a lot of it. Well, I don't know. This was predicated on something that is, is outside my wheelhouse yeah. of understanding, but it was mm. clearly majorly important to them, and it was wow. bizarre. And there are there are a lot of countries that get really uneven with uh, genders, with uh, male yeah. and oh, female as well, yeah, yeah. And, the, and the female get the... Uh, uh, the more severe punishment. I had a story. It was, it was too much for the bizarre file. It was like a, where they, you know, these people getting um, uh, uh, caned essentially, or, or lashes, or, or, or you know, yeah. Uh, and and the women had the woman had to get like a hundred, and the guy had to get like five, and they both did the exact same thing. Hogan's is up. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> so Casey, I don't know if she's Hogan's been. Is up. I don't know if she's been blacklisted or not, but she's only had four uh, working roles since 2011. Preston, what you're talking about is I saw it recently. There was a. Uh, uh, the 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 woman was caned um, like a hundred times. Yeah. It was for um, cheating. They were having yes. an extramarital affair. Yep. And the guy got like five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. 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 All right. He so, had a better lawyer. Anyhow, they have anytime, uh, day or night. I'll reduce your canings to five. They've dropped the. Uh, you can trust me. I have a cowboy hat. 
they've dropped the 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 charges on her now. So, uh, E News confirms that Kim Kardashian was spotted getting coffee with former First Lady Hillary Clinton and her daughter Chelsea on Monday. I'll have a coffee. And media outlets speculate that Kardashian may be teaming up with the Clintons for the Apple TV Plus series titled "Gutsy Women." Uh, the show is based on a book that Hillary and Chelsea co-wrote in 2019 called The Book of Gutsy Women, Favorite Stories of Courage. But I don't know what Kim has to do with that. I have no idea. I think idea. she's trying to get them to appear in the next Fast and Furious. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, we can yeah. only help. So is she supposedly going to be in it? Uh, Paris Hilton opened up about her wedding on uh, the Monday edition of Jimmy Fallon show. As she said, it was magical. It was everything. I think the only thing I was stressed out about was I hadn't written my vows up until I was literally about to walk down the aisle. Literally. No. Uh, she was literally walking literally. down the aisle. Literally. She said I was rushing, and it was very she was American. Uh, no, rushing. Oh, uh, she's a dancer. Uh, it was, no, she was a dancer. dancer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> It's still so good. I love it. <laughs> the hold me part of it. Uh, she said, it was very stressful. I just ended up throwing them on the floor during my speech and then just started speaking from the heart. And uh, this approach seems... I love you, yes. ...to have worked since her husband, Carter Reem, was crying the entire time, she mm-hmm. said. I was like, I am oh. not running, ruining mascara <laughs> and, and glam, so I held it in, she says. Um... I wonder how long this will last. Good question. Yeah. 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 Um, she was just about to pull the trigger on a marriage prior to this. Yeah. That got all the way up to the last stage and then fell apart. She yeah. followed through on this one. Yep. We'll see. All right. A couple more quick things. Um, according to People Magazine, the Office stars, uh, Steve Carell and John Krasinski, are going to reunite in Krasinski's upcoming film, If... Okay. Uh, the movie is scheduled to premiere November 2023. Right, so I saw a tweet. Yes. Yeah, it was a tweet from uh, Krasinski yesterday that this is answering those questions for me because he just had a picture of I, five or six actors where he goes something about, like, this is my dream cast. Yes. Yeah. All right, Casey, All right. I saw the same okay, thing yeah, yeah, except yeah. Oh, that seven. I saw, yeah, okay, So and uh, but Ryan Reynolds also put it on his feed because Ryan Reynolds is in this cast as well. So it's Ryan Reynolds, Steve Carell, um... Uh, Louis Gossett Jr., yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Is that her name? Yes. Yeah, and... Uh, and I don't know these other three people. Yeah, you do. You know her. She I know was, her. She was she on was... Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, and I can't... Uh, and her name is escaping me. Damn it. Uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher. No, Molly that's not Shannon. Her. That's not, not her? Molly Shannon. It's not but, Molly Shannon? No, but she was on Saturday Night Live. Um, she looks like an older Molly Shannon. Yeah, that's not her. Uh, All right. Well, anyhow, uh, it's about a child's journey to rediscover their imagination. Uh, Krasinski, who will write, produce, and direct the film, posted photos of the cast members to Instagram on Tuesday, along with a caption, ah, what if one day I could assemble my dream cast? That's it. And then he wrote, what if? Uh Aha! Oh, that's good. That's That's good. That's what he did there. That's why he's in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this will be his his first post uh, A Quiet Quiet Place, place, um, which uh, both one and two were excellent. Yeah. And he's clearly competent. I'll be curious to see how he does with this because yep. he's also a great Jack Ryan. Yep. All right, and then one last story. TV Line reports that American Rust will be ending after only one season. Yeah, I, I actually bailed. And I love... Rust. Yeah, I, well, no, no, I love Jeff Daniels. And Rust America. is awesome. Uh, I know, yeah. But, love America, um, I love Rust. Yeah, I love anything like that. Yeah. I, I like uh, rot of yeah. any kind. <laughs> I'm not a fan, actually. Uh, but I do like Jeff Daniels. Uh, I just couldn't get into Mold. it. I gave it like three episodes, and I'm like, um, 
I just uh, I had to what, know. so I, so it's <laughs> we were talking about it was it just went nowhere. You said it was just. I'm trying to think. I, maybe, you know, maybe maybe a title "American Mold." American Mold would have been better, possibly. You know, than Rust. Everybody's yeah. got a mold thing. That I think deal so, with, so, and you can have to move if you have it. Right. I just couldn't understand. Uh, you know, I, I knew where it was going, and I just I couldn't get into it. I well, really apparently, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. over after one season. Nothing over. Uh, well, this is over. American Rust. Nothing over. It, okay. Yeah. Rambo. Uh, he refuses. Network exec. Yeah. He refuses. This is not the last season of Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> Nothing is over. <laughs> uh, Showtime announced on Tuesday. Uh, we can confirm that American Rust will not be moving forward with a second season. It's now called the Hogan family. We will. We would like to thank our partners at Boat Rocker, our talented show owner Dan Futterman, <laughs> and the rest of the wonderful writers and our amazing cast led by Jeff Daniels and Maura Tierney. So oh. it's it's over. Sorry, man. Nothing over. You know, Maura Tierney. She married my. She's not married to my friend, but she married my friend and his husband. Uh, you said she, she officiated. She officiated it. Yeah. Yeah. Really? How yeah. did that come about, dude? He's like a uh, hairstylist. He started on Broadway. You mentioned we have yet to yield any benefit from this connection. Uh, well, you know, well, he's in L.A. It's well, tough, well, but... um, it's the same country, and I believe there are phones. Now, now, you you talk to your Los Angeles friends. You got the hairdresser. You got the florist. Yeah, yeah come and, on, and man. They're like the florist to the stars, mm-hmm. and the yeah. hairdresser to, to the, the stars. stars. Yeah, I told you. You know, remember you, the goop thing? They where it was flower. It was vagina flower. Flowers or flower vagina? Do you guys remember that? No. Giant. It was for this goop party, and there was a giant floral vagina, vagina. arrangement. So he, arra- he arranged the vagina. He, he did that. Huh? Yeah. I want you to make a vagina out of flowers. Yeah. That's essentially what they probably said to him. Yeah. Could he do a butthole for us? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if I we have some I'm... some big presentation, Preston, yes. if we could have a butthole floral oh, arrangement, that's yeah, a great do we idea. Bill's that we come through. It's if we like... miss Bill's birthday. Is it tomorrow? No, I think it's the 30th or the 31st. Okay. Yeah, There's so definitely he... a florist here in Philadelphia that can make butthole. us a butthole. Okay. For okay. Bill. Wow. By the way, we just need the key. He's to his office. The great thing, too, is that Bill's office is completely, it has windows on both sides. Dude, that's a charity event name, Buttholes for Bill. <laughs> that's oh, a, Jesus. whatever that is. I don't know what that is, but we need to make that happen. I am Marlo Thomas. <laughs> All right. Um, but if you are a into. Child food, is born without a butthole every day. If you're into flowers and uh, floral arrangements and stuff like that, and you, you know, you're on Instagram, check oh. out the pedal workshop. Because uh, he just does this really, really great. Stuff. I'm sure right. they get all like it's probably there's probably no bizarre request sure. out in L.A. Yeah, yeah uh, well, no, I mean, the, both your friends operate in very cool circles, well, and so we have we have yet to to glean anything off that. Maura Tierney guy, he was doing, uh, and his friends with Glenn Close, he was like hurt personal. I mean, he started on In the Heights, so he he was doing yeah. hair for that immensely. Uh, popular musical. Popular musical. And, and so now he's out in L.A. And, like, my buddy, the florist, is, like, friends with Tiffany Amber Thiesen. Come on, wow. man. She's so pretty. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> let's, she's so pretty. She let's do the clips. Okay. Can we do the clips? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Okay. All right. Do it. A crash-landed alien named Harry slowly begins to wrestle with the moral dilemma of his secret mission on Earth in Resident Alien. And in this clip, Alan Tudyk compares the project to his work on Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Here we go. Similarly, similarly to Tucker and Dale, uh, when I read that script, Eli Craig was telling me he wanted it to be played straight for the most part. You know, that these guys are just out there to be in the woods and go fishing. 
And the show, even though it has so much comedy, in the same way, it should be played straight. It's not a wacky comedy. You know, he's really there to kill everybody. Yeah! I've been watching the ads. It looks pretty good. Yeah. And I like him a he lot. He is great. He was in, you know, Firefly and, and uh, a, a number of great... He was uh, the, the the pirate in Dodgeball. He's he does the, yeah. loads <laughs> of voiceover work. His his main thing... One of his main things is, is like, tons of, like, Disney voiceover yeah. work. Okay. No, he's yeah. really yeah. A, he's super a, solid. The robot in Rogue One, he's uh, uh, King Weaselton, right? In, uh, uh, Lord yes. Weaselton. Lord Weaselton. Yeah, Weaseltown. Yeah. And he's uh, King Candy in... Um, oh, is he? Uh, yeah, he's done so many that. different yeah, voices. Ralph. Yeah. yeah, I just love that at the end of Dodgeball, because he stopped being a pirate, and then he was like, you can be... A pirate, he's like, <laughs> a new episode of Resident Alien premieres tonight on Sci Fi. Here's your next clip. After being involved in a scandal, New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton is mandated to coaching his son's sixth grade football team and home team. And here, Kevin James talks about facing uh, his Jets loving friends after taking the role. Here we go. Because of the story, I think I get a, a pass, honestly, because of. Uh, uh, who's not a Sean Payton fan? There's tons of Sean Payton fans out there, and even even my Jet fans uh, who are struggling right now understand that this guy's a master. He's amazing. Uh, he's a great coach uh, and and even better, uh, uh, incredible father. Yeah! Home team comes to Netflix on January 28th. Uh, uh, Chloe Fineman is in this, and she is one of the SNL cast members who is phenomenal and does a spot-on Timothy Chalamet impression. I wonder when this uh, clip was recorded because last night uh, Sean Payton announced that he's leaving the Saints. He's yeah. no longer going to be a coach. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So they're so bad. He's like, I don't want to be I'm a part done. of this. Wow. I'm out. All right. And there you go. That is the entertainment report for this morning. Uh, we have a bunch of things to get to. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Come back in just a moment. We'll have uh, Dusty Slay, comedian, on later on Fox Good Day. We have a secret text word, by the way. Chance for win tickets to see Tool, sold out show. Yeah. Which is coming up uh, the date on that February 20th. So text the word secret to 39333. You might win before the end of the program. Break and be right back. Hang in there. Couldn't be more proud of him. I mean, he was nominated for a Grammy for. I mean, come on, that's freaking awesome. Oh, that's a proud mama right there. Yeah, Wolfie. Catch Preston and Steve's full interview with Valerie Bertinelli on PrestonandSteve.com. Seven twenty-three as the sun's coming up. Beautiful and it was super bright uh, daylight today that we're getting. It's gonna, probably going to cause some traffic problems. When, when the sun rises like this, because of the way our double windows are configured, it looks like Tatooine to me because there are two yes. suns. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, let's have a look and uh, see how things are doing traffic-wise down at Mos Eisley Spaceport. Kathy, what you got for us? <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okie dokie. Super nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> Super nerdy. Oh, right. Okay. Pass. 95 South We got out to the talking vagina with traffic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 95 southbound jams from Cockman through to Bridge. The Betsy are on the bridge to Allegheny. The Vine westbound slowing 95 to Broad Street. The Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill. Schuylkill eastbound slowing from Conshohocken into Belmont. The Boulevard to Spring Garden westbound. University to south. The Boulevard to Gladwin. Route 38 westbound at Rutter Avenue. The off-ramp closed with a water main break. 55 northbound jams north of Deptford to the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Take 50% off all Dave's Killer Bread through February 1st, plus an extra 10% off for Prime members while supplies last. See more on the Whole Foods Market app. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Can we cover Rutterow Avenue here for yes. a moment? Yes. Because yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never heard of that before. And, and how, how do you spell I hope that? I I'm saying it right. Um, Rutterow. Uh, R-U-D-D-E-R. 
O-W. Rudder Row. Rudder Row. Okay. Because I'm here, Rudder Row. Yeah. All morning we've been going, Rudder Row. <laughs> sounds like a problem over there. Rudder Row. Gee, Scoop, sounds know. like a traffic situation. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Rudder Row. Rudder Row. Rudder Row. Okay. Stay off that road. Um, hey, uh, something that uh, that we, we need some assistance with. Uh, tomorrow morning, we're going to have uh, a couple of guests here in our studio. Uh, we have Joel and Leah. When we went to England. Yes. Uh, and when the... Uh, you might uh, know it as the United Kingdom. The, the, uh, the Eagles were playing in London. And we went there and we invited Joel and Leah to come by and be in our broadcast. Yeah. They're really cool. They do They're this, great. They do a YouTube series. Uh, and it's essentially Brits on American culture. Yeah. And they cover all thing, all kinds of things from foods uh, to words to accents to uh, just a whole myriad of things. What what British people didn't realize about uh, about American food and what Americans don't know about British food and things like that. Just fun culturally yeah. things. And uh, so they're going to be by here. They're in town and they're filming in the U.S. right now. And they're going to be in town tomorrow. And we were wondering... You know, other than just catching up with them and seeing how they're doing, maybe something that we could have some fun with as far as a contest. Sure. Goes, and to test their uh, their ear. Because we have said so many times, we'll hear, we'll play one of our clips, one of our movie clips or, or a quote from an actor, and we'll realize that that person that we've been watching in a TV show or a movie had no idea they were British until we heard them speak. Yeah. They, uh... and they, they pull off the American accent so uh, seamlessly that you didn't know. The recent revelation was the husband on Servant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know. British actor. He's a Brit. So, what I thought would be kind of fun to do is to see, and we're going to need help from two different types of people. We're going to we're gonna do a Brit or not a Brit accent. Yeah. It's a Brit fit. We're going to need uh, we're going to need people who are legitimately British, and we know we've had many people call in that yes. have British accents. Uh, and people who are not, but feel that they can fake one very well mm-hmm. uh, to be a part of this. And essentially, we're going to give you a script to read to them tomorrow. And they're going to see if they can identify who's right. Brit and who's not a Brit. Uh, so it's kind of role reversal that, that we've done with the British see if they can guess. actors. Yeah. we're not and, that sure they're British. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. So Marissa has set up uh, a text um, uh, account. So essentially... If you're interested in doing this, what time are they coming by tomorrow? Uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, like 8.15. Okay, so if you're available to call in tomorrow, and you, we definitely want people who are British, here's what you do. You text the word BRIT, B-R-I-T, to 39333. One more time? BRIT, B-R-I-T. Text that word to 39333 to get signed up. And so you can either fake a British accent or you have a legitimate British accent. And then we're going to test Joel and Leah on Brit or not a Brit tomorrow morning. I don't know if I have any prizes we to give do, away. Man. We do, We got these Janet Jackson Johns that are, uh, <laughs> dude... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rip the Is lid that off yeah. that. Yeah. Do we have enough for like a dozen people? We also got cases of brews and uh, some other things that we can give we away. We have other do you stuff. Do think we can oh. do that? Oh, yeah, we have, we have things. Okay. I would say incredibly valuable things. So yeah. what we'll do What we'll do is we'll we'll send you like a script or something. We're thinking maybe something from Rocky or something Philly. Philadelphia, yeah. Uh, to read to them and they'll have to identify. And they won't be able to ask any questions because then they could, you know, then it's easy to figure out if you're not a Brit if they start asking yeah. about streets and so, so on and, and hometowns and stuff like maybe that. Maybe there's... Like, for 10 seconds, you have a convincing British accent. So you're going to basically have a line that you're going to quote back, and they'll have to discern Brit or not a Brit. Yep, exactly. That's simple, and we just need your help on it, so that's tomorrow morning. So text the word Brit, B-R-I-T, to 39333, and we're going to send you this link. And then you can get us information back to you, and we'll take it from there. All right? Mm-hmm. Cool. So it'll be awesome. uh, tomorrow morning. should be fun. Um, speaking of fun, uh, not really. Uh, the Flyers lost their 13th game uh, last night. It's 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13. 13
Did they tie or break the uh, the the team record? Uh, they broke it. They broke it. Yeah, they broke Fran- two records franchise, in one night. Franchise record. They uh, most losses in a row for the franchise. And then uh, yeah, Keith uh, Keith Yandel did the thing that he did, which is an amazing record. Yes. Um. So uh, that should be lauded, and their losing yes. futility should not. So we're we're going to talk to Yandel, and we'll laud that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but today we're going to go with the futility thing. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, we were off air discussing. Uh, Longest losing streak that you've ever been a part of. And, I, and I'm sure that there are people listening who have, as a kid or maybe even as an adult, played on a team that never won one single game. Yeah. I have. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. 215-263-WMMR. We'll get probably, our stories and then we'll get yours. Probably surprising uh, considering my my acumen on the field. Yes. But, uh, I, yeah, I played on a baseball <laughs> team. It was the Yankees, Steve, and uh, we were 0-15, 0-16. Oh, man. It was my first year going from Little League to uh, where the base paths get longer. So we went from, like, I think it goes from 60 feet to 90 feet or yeah. whatever. And uh, most of the guys on the team couldn't make the adjustment very well. And, uh, yeah, yeah we just, it was it was... Game after game after game, and I, I was thinking about this last night with the Flyers. Like, how how do you keep your spirits up at all how? when you are losing this much? Because in Little League, it was devastating. I feel bad for not only the kids, obviously, but the coaches too, because oh the coaches probably just want to see their kids. Well, there's that that great scene in um, in Parenthood. <laughs> yes, they, yes, they haven't won <laughs> one yeah. single yeah. game. Yeah. It is the last game of the year, <laughs> and they finally win. Kevin makes the catch, and Steve Martin just goes absolutely <laughs> berserk. Yeah, <laughs> just. You would have thought, yes, it was a perfect game. Well, actually, the converse situation, as you know, that and but just as as a a fun fact here, uh, I was up in New York on the Phils, and we were undefeated. (laughs) All right, so you were the opposite. We took all your losses, yes, and ran with them. So next time, Nick, when you play Little League, just come up to New York. (laughs) All right, Uh, Nick. I wonder if uh, you know, in in the Flyers' case, the fact that the paycheck still shows up and clears and everything, if that helps at at all. But you know, the truth of the matter is, we've said this many. Many times before, they are legitimately in it because they they love the game, they want to win. I'm sure there's a bonus structure based in some way on oh, yeah. wins. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not just oh I got my at least not for most of them. Oh yeah. I got my paycheck. Oh well, like you think about it, they've been playing this this sport for how many years? They, they, they want to win. They want to win. Oh, I know. Oh, and their future depends on it. Yeah, yeah. How, absolutely. How do you, whether it's the little league or uh, the, the you know the majors, how do you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Tonight's going to be different. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, obviously anything is possible, yeah. but that, that it's a tough nut. Well, it, listen, I played on a football team where uh, in the league, I think you needed at least 13 children on the team in order to, like, you know, field the team. Yeah. And we didn't. We only had 12. And maybe it was 14. We had 13. Whatever the number was, we had one less. So we still played the games. But before the first kickoff even happened, you knew you were going to lose. We, we forfeited. It, it, was, it, was, an, you, it was an automatic forfeit. How so, do you get jazzed? So, well, you can't get like one kid from another team. You know what? It's like a, that's what they what they do in the leagues now. It didn't matter though. We still went out there and played. What the hell, are you, you doing? Know? Are you out there trying? Yeah, we, we still went out there and played. <laughs> and, come here, come here. What are you? Do? Are you out there trying? <laughs> the thing is, we didn't even. Um, win a game anyway. So it didn't matter if we had to forfeit or not. So it was we, like a we, scrimmage. Yeah, well, no, it was a real game oh, with, uh, you right. know, real, you know, referees For and you guys. quarters and... <laughs> You know, no, I mean, it, yeah. you know, scrimmage is different. There, yeah. You know, there are no quarters and, right, right. You know, and all that stuff. But um, I want to say, like, my buddy Kevin, who, uh, Kath, you know from college, he had uh, stitches in his hand. And we 
he had to he had to stay on the field because we only had eleven kids in this particular game, mm-hmm. and he had to stay on the field. And but he had he had to stay way 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 away from the play because we needed at least eleven kids on the field at once. And he had stitches in his hand. He had stitches in his hand, so, so he, he had wasn't to be careful. He wasn't okay. uh, actually allowed to play, but we needed to put eleven kids on the field. Oh, I got you. I got you. All right, we're, we got. Loads of calls. I, I didn't know. It's a defeating thing. Chuck, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Chuck? Well, I, Chuck. we're it's literally in the midst of the worst losing streak I think my kids ever had. We're, he's a varsity hockey player, and they're 0-15. Oh 0-15. Oh so, yes. Chuck, do you do you have any words of wisdom that you impart? It, what, how do you help mitigate the depression of a 15-game loss winning streak or losing streak? Uh, just go out there and do your best. Right, right. Night right. after night. Stop how many, trying. How many games in the season? Uh, 16. They got, oh, wait, this is the best part. They automatically made the playoffs because it's a small league. Oh, man. <laughs> they have lost 15 games or in the playoffs. That's a punishment at this point. Like, they got to keep it, it going. They're still in it to win it if they're going to the sure. playoffs, man. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, man. And and your, your kid... Your kid's the goaltender, man, oh, on a hockey sucks. team. Wow. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, yeah. Well, he just we we check we we count his save percentage. That's what we're looking at. Well, Chuck is. Have you talked to him? Is he under the perception that he's supposed to usher the puck in, or re- re- reject it as it heads towards it? It's more of a. I, I, I told him like. Maybe you could help out the team by, like, hex-stalling it and trying to get a goal yourself. <laughs> yeah, why not? I like that. Yeah, why not? All right, thanks, Chuck. Good luck with everything, man. I hope you guys win in the playoffs. Uh, let me go to Marcus next time. Marcus, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, so you had a horrible losing streak. Right. So I was the wrestler, and uh, they, they convinced me to join. They said I'd be a good weight class. They didn't have anybody in my weight class, so we'll teach you how to wrestle. You know, the coach said that. And, and I'd invite girls out that I tried to impress. I lost 20 matches in a row. Oh. Um, and it was basically just every day a kid's ball sack in my face. Yeah. For 20 oh my and not even for pleasure. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and then try to talk to a girl, try to get her to, you know, have a nice little meeting afterwards. They, I'd invite her. Oh, and Marcus! The coach, the coach would just look at me and go, "Marcus, you, you got to do better. We're, we're a family here." And uh, well, I excommunicated myself out of that family. I was just, uh, <laughs> oh man! So yeah, I was just giving the wrestlers Gatorade. That's oh all my god! Doing. And wrestling is it? It's a solo sport. Yeah, yeah, it's, everyone's it's looking at you. But you, yep. Marcus, oh. what was your mindset like after the 16th loss? Like, when did you start thinking, "All right, this might not be the sport for me"? Uh. I guess after the 16th ball sack, it's yeah. in the 16th uh, ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> However, yeah. you are quite the connoisseur of ball sacks. Steve, 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 this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> spit, let me spit this nut out. <laughs> oh, my God. I, uh, oh my God. I, I don't think I like wrestling, Coach. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mark. I'm sorry you had Thanks, too much bud. ball in your mouth. Ball oh. 31 and 32 started to... Uh, that Russ, you're exactly. That's a that's an even worse scenario. So Preston, you have you can have a team yep. sort of buffer your loss when you're it. it yep. You're the whole show. It's even worse. Kelly was on a team sport. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, Kelly. What's your losing streak story? 
Well, I'm involved in roller derby. Well, mm-hmm. I was prior to the to the pandemic, mm-hmm. and we haven't played since 2019. We we won some games in 2019, uh, but prior to that, for a couple years, uh, uh, the team that I was on uh, was on a losing streak for at least a couple years. Wow, a couple yes. of years where you never won. Yeah, yeah, we would play like you know at least like eight or ten games in a season, and and. Yeah, there were a couple years where we just weren't winning. Some of them were close, some of them weren't. But never, never, you had a zero-win season for a couple of years. Yeah. You know, it's... That's tough. Yeah, I don't know. You get frustrated. I don't know how you could go that long and just not say, all right, I'm leaving this sport. Yep. Yeah, we... The thing is, is with roller derby, it's it's a, a... uh, it's a worldwide sport, and there's a lot of calibers from very high to very low. And we kept playing because we just love it. I mean, we're not paid for this. We we sure we but put you... on roller skates and get beat up because we actually enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he, uh, Kristen Herman, our former intern, now you know at, at Ben, she. Uh... She, yep. she thanks, Kelly. She was uh, she was killing it out yep. there. Ginger Vitus was she her did uh, derby. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, let me go to. Okay. Yeah. Let, here you go. Here's a here's a losing streak for you, gang. I'm going to go to uh, Frank. Uh, Frank. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right. Your losing streak story. Um. So when I was in high school, uh, freshman year, I was on the varsity team of bowling, and from freshman year to senior year. We didn't win a single match. What? Wow. Not one for four, four years. years. <laughs> Even before that, there was no wins. I mean, we were close, but we weren't winning. And we weren't bad. Just the teams we played were better. Oh. You know, it's it's sort of the converse, again, with my, my Little League experience with the Phils. A, we the team won all the time. But B, I was stuck out in the – there are different ways to sort of – feel that sort of dead-end feeling in a sport. Yeah. I was out in the outfield. I never saw any play. Yeah. If you're if you're bowling and you just you keep trying and you just don't succeed, it's got to drive you crazy. <laughs> uh, when I was uh, young, uh, Thank you, I was first with you guys, uh, I got a phone call saying, hey man, do you want to play softball? Right. I'm like, yes, I do. 21, 22 years old, something like that. Drinking afterwards, we're all about it. And, and so a whole bunch of us went and joined this league in Radnor, we were all, you know, somewhat quasi-athletes in high school and college. And so we thought we had a, a real shot at this. A, we had too many kids on the team, right? We had like 18 kids on the team. So nobody actually got to play their position for too long. And we were entirely outmatched. And we lost every single... But it, it what sucked is... We going into this thing. We're gonna win this. We're you know this, this one. We're we gonna this win number seventeen. Uh-huh. We got this one. Yeah, we got. I mean, not only did we lose every game, but we got smoked every uh, single I, game. I, we I, left that league. Like like in Hoosiers. <laughs> what, if, what, what if Gene Hagman just said, "I'm not seeing it." Yeah, yeah, yep. I'm not seeing it. Uh, I will go to let's see here, Meredith. Hi, Meredith. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's up, Meredith? Uh, so I was on a high school tennis team for like three years, and for the whole time I was on varsity because we, like, say a, a high school tennis team needs like at least seven players. You know, you got like three singles and two doubles, and like we only really had like six or seven players at a time, so we ever really had a full team. <laughs> and so I was always on varsity, and the worst thing was the, the reason why we were bad most of the time was because. Um, all of the seniors who were actually, like, somewhat good kept graduating. 
graduating. So we kept having a constant flow of people who had never even held a tennis racket. So anymore. You, you, yeah. you, kept, you kept losing your best players. <laughs> yeah. So eventually I became first singles, which is like the supposed to be the best player. And I was basically the best player on the worst team. And we won maybe one game, like the three years that we played. One game <laughs> in three, three years. Yeah, it was, it was kind of sad. Like the only reason I... I can't even like remember when it was. But it was Meredith, do you remember when you won that game? I'm surprised it's not burned into your brain. Was there a massive seizure? Was there a celebration? What happened? You won one game. Oh yeah, practice the next day was great. My because um, <laughs> like with tennis, it's hard because like wrestling, like the other guy said, it's, it's all on you. You don't really have anyone else right. to blame. Right. Right. Um, and my my dad at the time like knew that it would beat me up pretty bad, so he's like, you know what? Whenever you win a match, I was a little overweight at the time, so tennis was good for losing yeah. weight, too. So he's like, whenever you win a match, I will get you a donut. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, <man>. a donut. <laughs> whenever you win a match, I'll get you a donut. Oh, I think that, that's yeah. the uh, that's the way Serena Williams uh, was great. Thanks, Meredith. Appreciate yeah. it. No problem. Uh, I got to go to this call. We were talking about the Flyers. They tied or actually beat the, the, the team record for losses 13 in a row last night. And there was a shining moment in that, and we'll yes. get to that in a moment. But uh, I'm going to go to Steve because this sounds interesting. Hi, Steve. Good morning, sir. Good, good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Doing great. All right, so you were part of uh, a hockey team, right? <laughs> yes, sir. I have the dubious <laughs> honor of being one of the first goaltenders drafted to the 1986 Omaha Lancers of the United States Hockey League. Okay. Wow. Uh, nice. We we went zero and forty eight our first season. No, oh and forty eight. Yes, wait, wait. It gets better, guys. It gets better. It's better. All right. The, the losing streak was was zero and fifty three. Uh, it went into the next season until we they beat the Des Moines Buccaneers seven to six. Uh huh. I, okay. Now, in all fairness, I was only there for the first twelve games. Uh, this is great, right? Um, my, the coach, um, his name is Le- was Les Gall. He wound up, I, I, I literally walked off the ice. Uh, he had us skating, like if you're familiar with hockey drills. Yeah. There's things called suicide. You know, sure, yeah, you yeah. go from line to line, back yeah. and forth, you yeah. Got it. Uh, he had us pre- pretending to play air guitar. I'm not joking around. <laughs> I threw my stick and walked right off the ring. I wound up playing in Canada, but I swear to God, if you look it up, number 29, Steve, for the Omaha Lancers, 1986. Oh, and 48. We're going to check on that, man. That's that's pretty cool. But, Steve. I mean, I'm surprised that you sort of um, went back at him for his training techniques because they were clearly working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I could do a great Jimi Hendrix. Show. Oh, that's great, Steve. Thanks for sharing, man. We appreciate it. Did you? Hey, did your hockey career go anywhere after that? Um, wound up playing about three levels under the NHL, but I mean, hey, it was a good time, right? Sure. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, absolutely. that's really cool, man. All right, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys, have a good one. Bye-bye. Oh, and 53. It went into the next season. Oh, my God. Well, so I just pulled up uh, some of the longest uh, losing streaks in North American uh, sports history, and the Sixers lost 28 in a row. The Sixers own the first and second longest losing streaks in the history of the NBA. Whoa. But that that 28-game losing streak uh, spans two seasons. What season? What what, what year? That was 2015. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. I remember that, yeah. And then they also have the second longest losing streak at 26 games. 
So, uh, oh man, go Brutal. Philadelphia. Brutal. Wow. Yeah, Phillies had a rough run, man. You talked yeah. about the goal, the 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 Phil the the Phils. Phils have uh, over ten thousand losses. However, we've had less riots due to major. Let's look sports at the plus right. here. Victories. Yes, there yeah. have been since since fewer championships. Fewer riots and destruction exactly. in the city. Uh, I think we need to look at the shinier oh. things here. All right. Well, anyhow, thank you for your calls. And listen, I'm sorry those of you we didn't get to go to. There's some great ones. We're on hold because there are loads of calls of people who had zero win seasons. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, well, tomorrow we're going to have Keith Gandel on of the Flyers. He broke the Ironman record of the NHL. No small feat. That needs to be celebrated. It's a record that yeah. has stood, I think, since 1986. Yeah. When uh, listener Steve had his, uh, <laughs> yes. his glorious run of 0-48. Coincidence? Uh, no, I think not. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We're going live on Fox Good Day. Don't forget, Tool tickets to the sold-out show for the secret text word. Text word secret to 39333. We'll be back in just a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, I'm going to mention this real quick before we go on Fox. We have uh, Joel and Leah from uh, England coming by tomorrow. They do this American and and uh, British lifestyle thing, and we're going to see if they can spot a fake British accent or not because there's so many Brit actors that do American accents. We want Americans doing British accents. We also need legitimate Brit people, British yes, people. real British. To be a part of this. Uh, <clears throat> so here's what, if you can help us out tomorrow in the 8 o'clock hour, text BRIT. To 39333, either you have a legitimate British accent or you can fake a good British accent. We'll give you a script to read, and you can be a part of this. It'll be over the phones. You can participate from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so text word BRIT to 39333, and we'll send you these links, and then you can sign up to be a part of that. So it's going to be around like 8.15 tomorrow morning. So if you could help out, that'd be great. Joel and Leah are awesome. We hung out with them in London. A lot of fun. And they're in Philly filming right now yeah. uh, for their YouTube series. So, All right, Music Means going on Fox. Good day. Okay, so let's do it. We found this company. They call themselves a human insight organization, and they track trends, right? So they were talking about Valentine's Day. They found their research claims that men are more excited about Valentine's Day. In fact, they're extremely excited about Valentine's Day, more than women. Ooh. What say you, Preston? Um, I say that I didn't participate in this study because <laughs> I, say, I don't care about Valentine's Day. And my wife doesn't make a big deal about it either. So maybe it's just our stage in life right now. I don't know. Yeah. You're not bumping chests with all your buddies going, Valentine's Day! <laughs> it's coming, man. Me. No, no. Happy VD. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, listen. I understand people who who celebrate it and love it and and, and are a part of it. It's just it's kind of lost its luster for me personally. Well, for me, it's my anniversary. Yes. So it's and this year, oh. it's my twenty fifth wedding anniversary. Whoa. So it's a big Silver. one. Uh, yes. The juxtaposition of Valentine's Day so close off of Christmas always made it a bit annoying, you know, but it has more impact on them. My wife's birthday's hot on the heels of that. So uh, 
I'm no more or less excited this year than any other year. I don't know. Did they give yeah. any any suggestion as to why men are now all just jazzing yeah. for Valentine's Day? They said the men were more excited about Valentine's Day than Christmas. This survey. No, There's no, no way. No. I don't know. Is there sex? Is this a division of Hallmark? <laughs> what, was that case? He's wondering if there's sex involved yeah. on Valentine's Day. Oh. No, that's oh, best. Oh. That. That's more that's Arbor Day. What they're going to get. No. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> Must be. I don't know. Mike, are you? Are you? Do you, do you care for it? Are you excited for it? I don't like it at all. Oh, yeah. Listen, guys, his plan is he breaks up with people before Christmas, <laughs> oh. and then you don't get back with them until spring. So that way, you avoid the Christmas, you avoid Valentine's Day. So, and Alex, Alex, I imagine water. you're like like uh, like the judge at the end of uh, Chris, uh, Miracle on 34th Street <laughs> when the sacks of mail come in of all the Valentine's Day cards. <laughs> that you're, you're like the, the popular girl in school who would always get all the yes. Valentine's Day cards while everyone else... People love Alex. Right. No, I don't Usually, get, usually sure. my parents. They're always guaranteed. Sure, just you your parents. No. Right. Yeah. But on Twitter, pe- people love you. He's talking about actual Valentine's Day cards, though. Well, I know. Okay. On yeah. You know, in class, you know, that you flames. buy one for the whole class and you just pass along. Yeah. yeah. Does a virtual card even count these days? I mean, you know. I don't oh. think so. I oh, think please you need... let it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That'd be wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Can I just send a GIF? <laughs> yeah. No, you can't. I did have a guy one time. He and this wasn't this wasn't Valentine's Day. This was my birthday, and he was like, "Well, real flowers die anyway, so I'll just send you a picture of some flowers and a text, and that way it'll last forever." How'd that go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it didn't go well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Learn, learn from Alex. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Here's another part of the survey, and maybe we can ask Kath about this mm. or uh, Marissa. It's said that women would rather get chocolates and flowers or a gift card over jewelry. Um, yeah, I mean, that all, all of that sounds nice. That's fine. I'll take any one of them. <laughs> over jewelry, though? Uh, no, I'll take jewelry, too. I uh, yeah, I mean, any of it. I, I love flowers. I number. love chocolates, like my favorite thing. So I would that would be good for me. I, I would take that. Deeper we go ball. into I'm this. I'm a big chocolate person. That's really? I'm another okay. another yeah, bone yeah. to pick here. What? <laughs> it, they actually ask men, what do they want for Valentine's Day? We don't get anything for we Valentine's don't. Day. It yeah. was never designed for us, and that's no. part of the deal. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Right. It didn't have to be about you. We have Christmas, <laughs> and we have Arbor Day. <laughs> Their sweetest day. Arbor Day. Sweetest day. Isn't that in October where the woman does something for her man? What? Well, uh, this is no, the no, first no. I've ever heard this of anything like that. No, no, no. There's something that occurs no. exactly one month after Valentine's Day that we, oh, can't, yeah, talk we can't talk about on that television. Either. Yes. Not on your show. Yes. <laughs> it involves a steak and a, uh, yeah. a yes. sexual favor. Yes. So. Wait a minute. I don't know that. I'll text you later, bro. <laughs> but sweetest day is October 15th or 14th, one of those. Yeah, yeah. we see how widely that's celebrated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Tongue and Life Affirmation Day. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh All right. Gosh. Well, good luck with that. Thank you, guys. Bye, bye. All right, we'll see you later. Wow. Okay, no, sweetest day? No. I've, I've, no, I've never I'm heard not of familiar. It in my life. Uh, here it says a holiday celebrated in the Midwestern United States, what? <laughs> part of the Northeastern United States, and in Florida. What are these little subsections Wait, of the what? U.S. have these? <laughs> 
It says it's a day to share romantic deeds or expressions and acts of charity and kindness. But it says nothing about the genders. It doesn't say that, that you know, Alex was saying right. it's the guys. Uh, so. Listen, uh, let Hallmark get a hold, a hold of this yeah. one. Because that's basically it is. the popularity of Valentine's Day was a greeting card construct. Yeah. It's a Hallmark holiday, as they call there it. There you go. Right. All right. Uh, I got Bizarre File Stories. Let's get them. No. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by the Preston and Steve logo winter hats from WMMR. It's another cool item in the MMR rock shop. Yeah! And you can pick one up today for you or as a gift. Uh, WMMR.com and use the keyword shop. I got stories for you, man. I got go- the, the, all week long. This has been great. And we continue on. This one's out of Alabama. Court records show a man charged with allegedly owning an attack squirrel. Was in court on Monday. An attack Wait to hear about how he goes about this. So Mickey Paul or Mickey Polk is charged with you possession. Keep that goddamn squirrel away from me. Is a uh, possession of a wild animal, which he pleaded not guilty to during his arraignment. Uh, now, this is in 2019. This happened. And now, online documents show he was arrested. <laughs> Just before Christmas, and is facing several drug-related charges, including chemical endangerment of a child. In uh, June of 2019, law enforcement across North Alabama and southern Tennessee had been searching for Polk for over a week. The search turned into national news after a search warrant at Polk's apartment. And that's where the sheriff's office say they found the attack squirrel. Authorities say... He had re- they had received tips that the squirrel had been fed meth to keep it aggressive. Oh, no, you don't want a meth up squirrel. Oh, They're not high strong enough as it is. Yeah, right. Wow. Paul <laughs> disputed those claims in a video on Facebook, but the video led to more charges being issued by the Alabama Game and Fish Division of Department of Conservation as it is illegal to possess or sell, sell or import wild animals in the state of Alabama. I assume it's illegal to give meth to a squirrel as well, right? I would believe so. A tip... <laughs> Eventually, it led detectives to a motel where Polk was allegedly staying at the time when he fled the area on a motorcycle in an attempt to run for po- from police. However, just a quarter mile later, deputies say Polk uh, rammed a de- detective's car and was taken down. Authorities say they found a forty-five caliber pistol in his waistband when they searched him, but they did not find the squirrel oh, no. that he had recently claimed to have reunited with. Polk was arrested, charged with unlawful possession with intent to distribute, trafficking methamphetamine and other charges. His bonds total 70500 I don't know the fate of the attack squirrel. Well, they said they saw a, a squirrel purchasing a fake mustache on a, a security Ooh. camera okay. at a uh, store, so you got to watch yeah. out. All right. All right, this story's, squirrel. This story's out of Australia. Uh, police said that a man said on Tuesday they were investigating the death of a man who was reportedly killed when an explosive vest he was wearing detonated while he was driving his car in a suburban street. So he was driving somewhere to detonate it, but it detonated prematurely? I don't know Let why me. he had an explosive st- uh, vest on in this story. Maybe he say, looks good at it. It doesn't say anything about terrorism or... Or this guy was up to no good or anything. So the vest was understood to have been triggered by the car hitting a speed bump. <laughs> That's a really fragile explosive yes. vest. So, uh, it, it, you don't put on a vest. Here's what could have been happening. Perhaps was he going to go rob a bank? I'm going to blow this up if you don't give me any money. The story says nothing about a crime. It's crazy. Vegemite? Uh, security camera video showed the flash of the explosion rise about the car's roof and uh, from the driver's side window. 
A speed bump wasn't apparent in the video, uh, but the car continued to drive a few hundred yards before it hit a parked vehicle. A 43-year-old man was found dead inside the car, which also contained explosive items, and police have not released his name. I think, so. we have a picture of it. I think a speed bump should not be all you need to set off your explosive vest. Yep. Police did not say where the man was heading. He had visited the home of his ex-partner immediately before his death. Uh, they described the driver as a former soldier and a father. Huh. And like I said, I didn't see. You would think that's you know, something. If there was, if the guy's headed to, to do no good in an explosive vest, what's the point of an explosive vest? Kathy, you're kind of a fashion plate. Do you have, a, <laughs> do you have an explosive vest at home? I don't. Okay. All right. Moving on. I have a raccoon story now for you. We had a squirrel a moment ago. Meth, squirrel, explosive vest, and raccoon. This raccoon found itself in a tough position and then tried to escape. Uh, Animal rescuers in Florida had to help a raccoon that found itself on the third floor of a hotel before fleeing into the engine compartment of an SUV. Mm. Uh, Wildlife uh, Incorporated, an animal rescue group based in Bradenton, said that the rescuers were called to the hotel when the raccoon was spotted wandering around the third floor of the building. I don't know where the hell I am. The animal... Where's the ice machine? Yeah, where's the ice machine? The the animal managed... I can't reach the lobby button on the elevator. (laughs) The man... The animal managed to escape... During the rescue attempt, and scurried down the stairs and into the engine compartment of a 2013 Nissan Sentra. Animal rescuers and the vehicle's owner attempted to coax the animal out from under the hood for several hours no. before a veterinarian was brought into the scene and sedated the raccoon for a safe extraction. Hey, going to the seahorse party. The, rac- <laughs> the raccoon was taken to a shelter. Was taken to a shelter to be examined and was determined to be uninjured. And the rescuers say a few days later the raccoon was released at a safe location. So he's okay. I love raccoons, but of course, as we know, if you see them in the day, um, uh, it could be problematic. Yes. See a uh, uh, raccoon in the day run away. Yep. Uh, drivers in Bourbon County, Kentucky, were in for a strange sight on the first day of the new year. A limo. With a stripper pole mounted on the trunk, was spotted beached on a slope in a small creek and completely abandoned. And I saw a picture of it. It's I've never seen anything. Stripper quite pole like limo. This. Yeah, on the trunk of it. Okay. Sticking up. It's okay. So hours after the limo left the road, uh, the incident was reported to the Bourbon County Sheriff's Department. The police impounded the strange vehicle, and its owner opened a GoFundMe page to regain possession of the limo. Oh, this limo's all wrecked up. Yeah, on the page, yeah. owner Troy Jones states, want to apologize for my car being placed somewhere it should have never been. This is an apology that completely omits any information that could have even hinted as to how the limousine ended up in its predicament. Yeah, this car isn't placed. It clearly crashed. Yeah, so far only $100 has been contributed towards the $5,500 goal. Uh, there's an externally mounted stripper pole. The vehicle's owner claims that the pole is meant for flags. Oh, uh, really? But it's highly unlikely because it has a stage underneath it. It does. And a reinforced trunk lid and mounted lights. Uh, so obviously it was for a stripper. Oh, and by the way, that's far too tall for a lot of things you would drive through or drive under. Yes. All right. And then one last story and we will wrap it up. Let's go with this one. In the UK, people who shop at uh, Lidl and B&O, B&Q stores... <laughs> are being urged to check and see if they've bought a rare plant that could actually be worth a small fortune. My London reports that some supermarkets and do-it-yourself chains stock naturally occurring variations of common houseplants, and these versions can sometimes be extremely valuable. Some of the plants are sold for about thirteen fifty, but even just pieces of them 
can sell for a much higher price online. Examples of these plants include uh, variegated Monstera deliciosa, hmm. uh, the variegated Monstera uh, adansoni, and the philandrin white princess or white knight. Uh, and apparently these can go for like thousands of dollars. So a smaller piece of the plant is more uh, worth more than the plant well, itself? Well, you can propagate them. So if you yes. get the small piece, you can take that I and then, gotcha. and then uh, you can actually, um, you can make more plants and then sell those. And that's part of the reason why they're so, so valuable. Some of these have actually been sold at two UK stores listed online for thousands of dollars. Yeah. And they've been selling for really well, cheap. Well, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, let's take a break. Don't forget, we're going to have uh, comedian Dusty Slay on a little bit later on. Uh, but we also have a chance for you to win tickets to see Tool, the sold-out show, Sunday, February 20th at the Wells Fargo Center. Text the word SECRET to 39333. You will be in the running for it when you receive that word. Hang on to it. because last year to call in with that later on. Be back in just a moment. Stay with us. It's freezing outside, so bring MMR inside. Say, Alexa, open MMR. Don't tell me what to do. Please, Alexa. Okay, since you asked nicely. Now playing WMMR live stream. A couple of quick uh, birthday shout-outs, if you don't mind. Uh, this one says, hey, guys, January 26th, my 40th birthday, and it's depressing. Aw. No. I dealt with a lot, and listening to your show helps lift me up every time. Uh, I've been listening since Y100, and the Bizarre Files are my absolute favorite. I can only listen between 8.30 and 9 now and would love a nice long shard out, and it would make my day. Thank you, guys. Uh, keep on rocking, and that is from Kara in Allentown. So hopefully Kara's listening because yeah, it's 24. A few minutes yeah. early, but you got to do what you got to do. So a shard out if you would, please. And don't sweat 40. Yes. Right, Kara, it's all right. Life 50 begins at 40. Right. 50 is the one you got to win. Yeah, right? It gets no. worse. Don't worry. No, no. 40 it, not so bad. It gets better. It really does. I turned 54 yesterday, and the delight of my day was the amount of underwear I got for my birthday. <laughs> I was legitimately excited about it. Wait, you, why did you get so much underwear? I had, asked, I had asked for something. So, all right, listen, my my sons and I, my, my adult sons, when we do laundry in the house... Now the underwear is getting mixed up in there. Uh, and so I want my own underwear. So Rochelle bought me nothing but Tommy John underwear. And so that's your underwear. It's my underwear, and it's great underwear. It's by far it my is. favorite underwear. It's goddamn expensive underwear. And yeah. so they have different... So I got like $400 worth of underwear, <laughs> underwear. yesterday. <laughs> but my you, you would never be wearing... I wouldn't be cool wearing someone else's uh. underwear. I don't know why. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's, it's gone through the wash. It's fine. So. <laughs> no, no. Also, don't ever give me a hard time about spending money on anything. Because of the underwear yeah, thing? Yeah, you, you got $400 worth cheap. of underwear. It's not cheap. It is good quality underwear. Well, so. he didn't buy it. Yeah. yeah. That's what it it doesn't matter. Doing. It's still expensive underwear. I also want to do this one. It says, uh, hey, uh, guys, my name is Susan. I'm, a, I'm Farmer Dan's girlfriend. Oh. Uh, his birthday is today, it says, though. That was on the 24th. Uh, he's, that guy's the farmer. Do you one know the, Farmer Dan? One, yeah, he's farmer. He's one of the biggest Preston Steve fans ever. You might remember him. He has called in several times from the farm in Potter County, PA. Oh, yes. Okay. Anyway, he's my absolute heart. And if you could just shoot him a happy birthday on air, it would make his day. He and the goats will listen every morning. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks so much. Love you guys. That is from Susan. So here you go. <laughs> For former Dan. And Potter County's uh, upstate, too. It's so, far. Yeah, oh, he really? must be listening on the app or uh, uh, watching on YouTube or something. Nice. With the goats. Yeah. And then I have another one for today. It says, good morning at Presbo. Can I get a shout out for my friend Chris? His birthday is January 26th. Long time listener back in the Y100 days. 
We once teased Marilyn mercilessly at the appearance at the old 94th Aero Squadron in Northeast Philly. That was a mixer. Yeah. Yes. I remember that one. It was damn good. Yeah. Uh, he's been to numerous blood drives and campouts. He's over 50, and actually, sharts are a daily concern nowadays. Uh, many thanks, you guys. Rock, uh, Ray John, uh, G in Bucks County. Uh, so this is for, oh, Greg. It's oh, G right, in Bucks County. Bucks County. So here he goes, shard out. And then this one is not a shard out, but I love this uh, this email that I got. Uh, it says, hey, gang, just wanted to send a quick email thanking you for the great content and laughs over the years. I'm a truck driver and have been bringing the show along in the cab with me. Cool. Uh, used to do beer delivery and would listen live, but since switched jobs to pulling double trailers overnight Jeez. and became a podcaster, he said, I enjoy what I do, and though it's not for everyone, it's for me. Thank you guys for the companionship and encouraging people to stay behind the stop line at intersections. Yes. Uh, he said, keep on keeping on. Chris Elgart. And then he goes on to say, P.S., I notice you guys think most truckers are gruffy, burly men. <laughs> I'm 31 years old, five foot seven, and 160 pounds, soaking wet. A bit nerdy looking, actually. And we drivers come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> I like that. Right. So thank yes. you, Chris. Good for you, man. Appreciate that. And I told him to stay safe, dragging that much weight around, man. That's a double trailer. Get it? It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, I have a few stories uh, that involve some studies and st- statistics and so on. So that means we need to go to the experts at the Just Saying Institute. The Just Saying Institute, home mm. of the recently opened butt-wiping direction research. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's great. <laughs> they can finally determine the data that we yeah. really need. They study everything. 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 All right. Uh, I, I found the, <laughs> this, the, the headline for this kind of interesting. It says, study. That's enough. Men who catch a glimpse of a woman overestimate her attractiveness. Wait, say again. Men who catch just a glimpse of oh. a woman overestimate her attractiveness. Like it's like I, they're I, constantly looking for a hot girl or something. Well, and so, I, yeah, I also believe that we our, our minds are probably wired to fill in um, what we what you want want to see. Yeah, yeah. It's the um, you guys have heard the the phrase uh, "she's good from far, but far from good." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's you also see somebody the, who's like you know. Uh, 50 yards away, and you're like, oh, okay. Mm. 25 yards, mm. Mm. 10 yards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Retreat. There's a, the um, occurrence where somebody is uh, attractive for the room. So you can walk into a oh, room, yeah. and, you know, and, and the, that person is the most attractive person in that room, and then you get them in a room of other attractive people, and you're like, nah, maybe well, that's, not so much. You know what? I, there were th- this, I was with these guys playing golf, and this, this guy was giving this other guy a hard time about He's like, man, he thinks she's really hot and so on. You know, she's not. And I go, I go, here's the deal. She's hot when she's the hottest one in the room. And the guy stopped and thought about it. He's like, you're right. Yes, you are correct. And that's fine. And and that's on a surface level. That's, you know, once you get to know the person, they can either become more attractive yes. or less attractive. Right. That's without or horrible. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you think women, uh, Kathy, do you perceive, is that, uh, would that hold true for you? That you, uh, you know, you, you women will fill in the... What they want to see, will they automatically for assume? a guy or you right for, uh, for a guy? Yeah, for other women. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think so. I think that's, that's an actual inclination, anybody, right? Yeah, you're, you're, you're. If you look, then you know, right. there's, and it's not, you know, perfectly clear. Sure, why not? But it says men who catch a brief glimpse of women are, are you much... looking at me from afar. <laughs> <laughs> it was Bill. No, I wasn't, Bill. <laughs> Men who catch a brief glimpse of a woman are much more likely to overestimate how attractive she is compared to when a woman glimpses a man. Ah, uh, so the data so says we do no. it more than women. Well, do. we are also based more on the visual. That's the way. Yes. Since 
as as a uh, yeah. as a species. That's mm. the way we have been wired. Yeah, Murdoch University researchers work with nearly four hundred people. They found that on average, men overestimate women's attractiveness, and women underestimate men's attractiveness. Researchers note that when people have only... I couldn't help you notice that you were looking at me. <laughs> you like what you see? Oh, God. It's going to cost you a red lobster dinner, sweetie. <laughs> oh, my God. How could I have misread that so much? I couldn't help it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Just shaking what the good Lord gave me. Uh, researchers note... When people have only incomplete information yes. about a potential partner... I thought she had two legs. They must make inferences about their desirability leading to possible errors in judgment. And yes, we more we fill in with hot stuff. What we want to see. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? It's funny because a lot of times you talk about those guys who are always assessing women. I find a lot of times the guys who are the the biggest trolls do that. Yeah. You know, like like... Almost like the, the character in uh, in Shallow, Shallow Hal. Yep. Yeah, I knew you were going right. to say that. Yep. Yeah. That, that. That's a that's a reality. It's like, well, who are you to comment? Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. Jason Alexander's character. I, I've never heard of this term before. All right. Oh, Home Depot hot. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it says a lone woman in any environment, primarily inhabited by men. Home Depot hot. Oh. Okay. So. <laughs> So there are so more no men in Home Depot, maybe, right. is what that refers to. And then you see a woman, and even though... You're like, oh, that's an, hot. Yeah, in another environment, you might go, eh, mm-hmm. not even. But there, you're like, hmm. I think everyone sort of contextualizes. But if it was late in the evening, but what about if there was a low light situation? Yeah, so I, th- I think we tr- we want to work with it, you know. Yeah. You know what I do? Like, I'll see somebody who's very well put together. W- women, I'll yeah. go with the on the uh, female side of this, and you're like, wow, like she's she's really good. She's very pretty, but like, I don't even know if I've made it to her face yet. You know what right. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just see the whole package, and I'm yeah. like, wow, she looks so good. Yeah, put together, maybe you know, yeah, something but then like that. Like, you like, ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, and then if you, if then if I end up like talking to her or whatever, and I'm like, oh, she's not really that hot. Right. Yes. You know? Oh, oh, but yes. The second you engage in conversation, and that can that can destroy it. Women if are the person s- is insufferable. Are, are so much more into tune with that than men are uh, amongst their own gender as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we very rarely will assess a guy. Look at the turd cutter on Frank. But, but I'm not too. Um, I'm not uh, past doing no. that. You know, a good looking guy. When Absolutely. You, see what you're like, you think. That dude gets laid all the time, yeah, yeah. you know, is kind of the thought. Well, I mean, that, I mean, it's people say you women go out and, and dress up for other women. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. true. Yes. But I mean, yeah. the other women who are looking. And I've seen men and I'm like, well, I should style myself in that way because that, right. that's a good looking guy. Gary, you know where did I mean? you get that shirt? Gary, please do tell. <laughs> I got it at Marshall's. Normally I'm a fashionista. <laughs> Ross is my usual. Gary, can, well, you can guys, I get a fashion makeover? Listen, you guys, you guys give Calper a hard time, but like he He's is put well nicely. put together. Oh, yeah. Every time you see him, he could be in sure. sweatpants, and his he is put together. Oh, what are you saying, Kath? No, no, I have no idea that Kathy had the feelings for me. <laughs> it's kind of thick. It's kind of. I never thick. thought of her that way, but why not? Yeah. <laughs> but why not? Oh. <laughs> no. Well. I mean, from a distance? <laughs> There's low light? 
<laughs> Wait, Kath, real quick. What do you think of Calper's smell? Because there's definitely a scent attached to him, and you are not normally oh, yeah. a fan of uh, of uh, men with scents. Yeah, no, if if it's um, strong, if he's wearing a lot, no it's thanks. But, but with him, I we're like in passing or like a quick yeah. conversation. Right. I'm not yeah. sitting in a meeting, you know, mm-hmm. sitting next to him. Or in the bathroom. There's right. a guy, there are guys that are committed to that, like Calper. I, I've, in my life, I've gone through phases where I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to look better. Yeah, I'm I, going to try to coordinate. I'm going to try to do, and it never sticks. Oh, it I lasts for I a, a little while, and then I'm done with it. You I know? had a good run. I was dating a woman who uh, actually worked down in the fashion district, oh. in, in, uh, mm. and so she that'll do it. The places yeah. to go and Perry Ellis and all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay. That just it yeah. eventually crashes and burns. So I you're like the, I... The, the character in uh, the, the Devil Wears Prada. All yeah. of a sudden, they start dressing her, <laughs> oh, and oh, boom! Oh wow! Look at and you. And you do feel good, and you yeah. do feel better, yeah. and then you realize. You actually feel just as good in shorts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Preston, I disagree. I think overall you've changed uh, your appearance, and yeah. so maybe you feel like you're not um, you're not conscious of what you're doing. But like, you wouldn't walk out of the house looking like a slob. Well, except for when you go to Wawa and you're <laughs> right, right. Right. Besides that, besides yeah. that, like when you okay. leave the house, you've put yourself together. I will never look slovenly. I will look comfortable. And then my my biggest fault is that I will a lot of times I'm just like. I, I, I'm I'm more if I'm going out a lot I'm going out to hike or whatever and stuff so I'm I'm wearing more athletic gear now. Yeah, yeah but no. you also don't go out looking like you're like no homeless. No, no, no. I will not do that. I I, I have some sense of I decorum. Notice, yeah, I notice you that, haven't paid that compliment to me or Casey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, because uh, what you were saying, Press, I I made that decision a couple of years ago that I wanted to. You know, kick up my style and make sure that I had a pair of sweatpants in every color of the <laughs> rainbow. And now, Casey, the trick is velour. No, I liked, though, when you wore... But when you you got the pants and then you just throw on any T-shirt, when you got that matching zip-up jacket, like, you looked... You looked put more put together. Look Are you talking about the orange and orange? Yeah, uh, like when you got the matching Adidas wait a pants. Second. I thought <laughs> Kathy was into me. <laughs> She's making googly eyes. Casey. Googly eyes. Trust me, Calper. I'm not making googly eyes at Casey. Yes, yeah, he had a coordinated outfit. It yes. was specifically coordinated. Yeah, yes. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It looked uh, no, like you, th- you tried. Usually, well, I do try. There is there is a, uh, a color oh. scheme, a breakdown. Like, I put my pants on first, and then I put a, a, a shirt like on. like everybody else. Yeah. A shirt on that uh, complements the color of the Wait, pants, and, co- then a, and then a hat. A uh, color scheme. It's like That's like how Jace gets dressed. If, yeah. it's, if it's green and green, we're good. We're just throwing it <laughs> Oh, no, on. no. I wouldn't do green and green. I'm wearing, I use colors. I'm wearing green pants. And I'm wearing a gray shirt, and okay. then then I feel like the hat sort of like kind of brings it all together. Right, right. <laughs> there are things you can do. Had the giant uh, Pennsylvania license plate Delco hat <laughs> yeah. because yellow and blue make green. That really okay. does it. All yes, right. it does. Hang on, I'm going to go to call, and then we're going to move on to another subject. I have uh, Josh. Hey, Josh. Good morning. Josh. How you doing? Yeah. So uh, I uh, when you talking about a woman being the hottest in the in the room. Yes. That's a huge thing in the uh, military. We call them field tens. Field, field ten. Okay, explain that. So you're out in the field, field up training for, like, say, a month. Now, you haven't done anything close to shower in a month more than rinsing off or baby wipes. And that goes completely out of thought process when you look at a woman in the field and you have, you've been out there for a month and you're like, she is definitely like a ten. Now, mm-hmm. once you're all done, cleaned uh, up, you uh, go back, that same woman at, you know, a local restaurant, when you say you're like, I can't believe I'd have hit that. She's- 
So a field 10. I gotcha. Could you help me lube up my machine gun? All right, thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. So, But I'd never heard of a Home Depot hot either. Home Depot, Home Depot hot or a field 10. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, let me see what else I have here. Uh, Just saying Institute. These are studies that have been done to find out a little bit about us as human beings. We'll begin, uh, we'll go to this one next. Uh, if you can't get enough of celebrities, you might be a different, uh, a bit different. Hungarian researchers found that people obsessed with Hollywood gossip and A-list celebrities tend to be not that smart. <laughs> this is not a shocker. I know. Uh, the study was published. This is from the country that invented goulash, correct? Yes. Late last year, and it reads in part, there is a direct association between celebrity worship and poorer performance on cognitive tests. I think that there are so many things that I think become a drug, like the uh, the fascination with um, celebrity culture. Mm-hmm. With um, again, we talked about being on the phone, you know, and just 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 losing yourself on different apps. There's a lot of things these days. That can dumb you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, researchers could not determine. And mind you, I do the Hollywood trash. I, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And I do the, ho- yeah, I yeah. Do the, the, the report. Now, yeah. listen, uh, part of that is having poking fun right. and, and getting a kick we out do have of fun. that, oh, yeah. as opposed to really investing. Did you hear what happened with Brangelina? Your, yeah, yeah, your emotions yeah, yeah. into stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, still, researchers couldn't determine whether celebrity worshiping is a cause or consequence. Of low cognitive function. Okay, so that it, if it is the the uh, you're being drawn to it because you're maybe a little less bright, or it's making you stupid. Stupider. <laughs> I might stupider. go with the latter. Yeah. Uh, a further study needs to be uh, done in order to figure out all of that. So if you are if you are really invested in um, in the celebrity world, maybe maybe if you, if pulling back a tiny bit. If you want to see that, just the epitome of that. Watch the show Extra in the evening. It's uh, Billy Bush is on it, mm. and they, they the, the woman who runs the whole thing has had so much plastic surgery, and they're all they're all like just field reporters for extra, but every one of them acts as if they are a major celebrity mm-hmm. themselves. What about TMZ? TMZ, TMZ is, an, is annoying for a multitude of other reasons. They they do some legitimate journalistic work yeah. on some stories, but. You know how they have those kind of uh, average person field reporters of yeah. sorts yeah, yeah. that check in? It's just sit and, around. And they're really investing oh my their God. time into yeah. what celebrities are up to. Outside of a passing of a celebrity, I'm trying to think of the time, uh, the most recent time where I was actually invested in one of these stories. And, and I, I can't. Like somebody getting, uh, you know, a marriage or a breakup or whatever. Yeah. It, 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 does anything come to you to mind for you guys? So, <sighs> so Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, not that you're invested, but you're not intrigued I, at all that uh, I guess a little this That's is a more than like any other sort well, of celebrity hookup we did write down the dates of when we all thought that they would break up so right. maybe that uh, piqued my interest a right, little bit right. but like, I think that was more just like for fun you know yeah. I, I don't I'm not, going, I'm not going to bed thinking about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian and you you're know? not looking for what the update is right like, exactly. and by the way yeah. there, there has not been what I would consider that's a that's a mildly juicy story right yeah. Yeah. anything associated with the bachelor or bachelorette world uh, the Kardashian stuff to me that's all j- that's all reported on so constantly yeah. that, that, you know, you you can't help but sort of report yeah, on it. You, yeah. you don't care. I don't yeah. give a right. right. So, Nick, Let what about the then. Britney Spears story? Like, that, that was interesting. Like, yeah. That one, I was, like, I was waiting to see what's the judge going to rule on that. Right. Yeah, maybe a little bit. And concerned about her, yeah. 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 
Do you consider, because I know that they are, but uh, musicians, celebrities, or are they a yeah. different subsect of, of no, it? No, I, I, I agree, because I was thinking the same thing, Casey. The ones that I tend to maybe invest a little bit of emotion in will be musicians and what's going on in their lives, and, and not to an obsessive extent, but yeah. but yeah, I think I might lean that way. But sure, they're celebrities, mm-hmm. but I mean, they're not as tabloid as fr- fodder. Like Real except, Housewives except, and, and stuff like that. Maybe the pop uh, right. celebrities are the right. pop princesses and things like that. Uh, they they really open up and or dive into their lives. So yeah. are you like asking about Eddie Vedder gossip or something like that? Or <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. All of that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I just like I, I don't get that invested in any of it. Um, but this it's an interesting study. Looks okay. what's the bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine uh-huh. if that was his show? I want to give uh, Leanna. I want to give you a rose. <laughs> uh, five. Five minutes left. Okay, thank you. Rose. He's holding up five. I didn't know what it meant. Uh, okay, how about this? You have five minutes. There was a a poll done. It was commissioned by Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. And I don't know why, because it's a food company. Yeah. But a poll of 2,000 U.S. adults reveals that what they say are the sexiest traits that a partner can have. Huh. Why would Hello Fresh be doing that? I don't know. Um, but they're interesting. So these are traits. I bet you whatever they have determined will somehow lead to purchasing or subscribing to Hello Fresh. So these are not. Physical traits, right? Okay, that's. Uh, I want to be clear on that. So, uh, a fondness for food delivered to their door. No, number one, <laughs> number one is kindness, with forty six percent. Oh, this is BS. Number two is you don't think so? No, I absolutely do. It's 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 going to be one of those sort of axiomatic polls that a Hello Fresh would do, All right? To num- get their name in the news. Number two is a sense of humor. <laughs> uh, number three is uh, intellect or intelligence. Yeah. Followed by a good listener. And a large collection of velour jumpsuits. <laughs> uh, confidence. All right. Thanks. Hello, Fresh. You really. Oh, wait a minute. The next one is. Story on this one. The ability to cook. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's it. And what's below that? Huge dong? Similar political views. Mm-hmm. No, there's no physical. No physical. Oh, no physical. Stuff. I'm it's sorry. All, it's, all, mm-hmm. it's all just about our. our you knew it. You were just waiting. Personality. And they just right. stuck it in there. Ability mm-hmm. to cook. Well, we can help with that. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't know how yeah. to cook and you, you want to be a... Hey, bridge troll, if you want to get laid. <laughs> and you want to be wanted. <laughs> yeah, subscribe to us. But they put it further down on the list so it wouldn't seem obvious. So right, obvious. Right, right. You know, yeah. They didn't put it at number two or anything like that. So, all right. So we didn't learn much there. So <laughs> okay. move on to something else. That was sick. Uh, all right. Uh, if you hope to sleep soundly, there are... Sleep soundly. <laughs> Uh, there are Having some trouble sleeping soundly. <laughs> there are some apps that you may, might want to stay away with. Oh, did you look at it? I already? did not. No. Okay. No, no, what no. app do you think should uh, you should stay away I from? I bet you I know. Yeah. Go ahead. Wordle. What do you guys think? Oh, I was thinking Twitter, Instagram, any social media. Yeah. TikTok. Ah. Uh, uh, videos. Okay. What? Why? <laughs> Because you just keep scrolling, oh, yeah. you know, and I understand that TikTok and Instagram. No, with the not reels. your TikTok. I don't want you. I want to know what it says. Well, the reels, the real, uh, the Instagram app, which is now, which now mimics TikTok, with that, that just you can just scroll, scroll, yeah. scroll. I can see that. I when I put my phone down at the end of the day after our meeting, uh, you know, we do a conference call at six o'clock. I really don't check it much again. I will, mm-hmm. you know, unless. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on it. What? So, okay, so what is the reason? So a survey by Sleep Junkie finds that TikTok, guys, hear me. <laughs> uh, TikTok users took over one hour longer than average to fall asleep. Ain't that crazy? 
and fourteen percent uh, spent fourteen percent of their sleep in uh, REM phase which is only half of the recommended amount for a healthy adult. Wow. Uh, Sleep Junkie recommends not using any electronics for at least two hours before bedtime uh, because of the blue light they emit. Blue light stimulates the brain. That's a big thing. A lot of reduces uh, melatonin production. You can set your your um, your phone to eliminate a a bat that that light oh, that, that light. is not conducive. Yeah. My to, daughter to has also glasses. glasses. Yeah. Does she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got the glasses when the kids were doing uh, virtual he school. See without his glasses. He wore them for like a week, and then right, like, what right, am I doing with these? Got over it. <laughs> uh, but I would think that yes, TikTok would lend itself uh, to spending more and more time. You don't do TikTok, do no, you? I can't stand it. I yeah. told Casey I, I, I tried again yeah. the other day, and I'm scrolling through, and I'm like, I'm watching these videos. I'm like, that one's stupid. That one's dumb. <laughs> this is dumb. I don't care. And I just kept going. And then every now and again, you'll find a gem. You know, I and love I think they are, like. Wingsuits, yeah, <laughs> and so the algorithm gives me wingsuits, yeah. and and you I'm, know what? Yeah. I haven't liked anything on there, so it probably doesn't know what so I like. Yes, if you if it. you were to curta- if you do do a couple things that you like, it'll be a little bit. But I don't know if I want you, to. Do you really yeah. want to work that hard to love TikTok? Right? I definitely yeah. see though. Um, I spend more time. I can pass time quickly on TikTok because not only you do go scrolling through like you are on Instagram or some of the other, you know, the other apps, you're stopping, or at least me, I'm stopping and watching those videos. So if each video is 30 seconds to a minute, you know what I mean? You've, you've gone through five videos. You're, you're in five minutes already. To me, I think it's just the short video format is not for me. Like on Instagram, when it goes to the reel, mm-hmm. I see a video, I scroll past it immediately and I, I, I want to see the like photos. I want to I take a look do at the like photos. suits? I, yeah, wingsuits are cool, but I, I prefer uh, seeing the photos, and yeah. so therefore, when it's yeah. when it when it forces me over to the real thing, yeah, yeah. I, I move away from it. So I you didn't like Vine either when that was out. I didn't. I don't, you no, like chat roulette? Try it. Yeah, <laughs> chat roulette was kind of fun. That's still a thing. That was funny. We, uh, we. How long did it take before you got our first dong picture? Oh man, it was great. like. Remember, we tried it. And we're like, yeah. uh, we, we within thirty seconds. Yeah. Like immediately, you start getting the deep picks. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, don't. Uh, if you want to get to sleep, and I think we already knew this, you, you want to stay from any away from any screens a couple hours before you. Get right. Out. And is uh, that if you want to too, then. But TikTok is the one. I don't know. Mm, no, don't know. TV's uh, is an ultimate yeah, good. It's an ultimate. Recommend it. All right, we got. To take a break, I've been told. So we're leaving the Just Saying Institute, which is home to the new uh, wiping the, direction. It is the uh, home of the recently opened Butt Wiping Direction Research Center. Thank you very much. All right, we're going to break. We're going to come back. We are going to talk to Mr. Dusty Slay, uh, who is part of a, um, a Netflix uh, stand-up series that we'll get to in a moment. Stay with us. We'll be right back. At WMMR, Pierre's workforce blocks are a daily Philly tradition. But why should he have all the fun? It's a fill-in-the-block weekend where you get to make the call. Text or tweet that fills in the third song. It's going to be good. So fire up your smart speaker, our free app, or your radio, and listen for blocks and blocks of everything that rocks all weekend long. Now that's what I'm talking about. From the Blockheads on the station that's live and local 24-7, 93.3 WMMR. Our next guest is on to, uh, well, we're just talking about season three, the stand-ups, which is now available on Netflix. He is a part of that, and he's checking in from Nashville, Tennessee this morning. morning. Please welcome Dusty Slay. To our All right. Hey, we're Dusty. having a good time. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you bet, man. You from Tennessee? I'm not from Tennessee. I've lived here for about eight years now. I grew up in Alabama, Ooh. and uh, I spent about 10 years in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. I've, I've been to all of those locations. What part of Alabama are you from? 
Uh, I grew up in a town called Opelika, uh, right next to Auburn University. Okay. All right. It's I, a hot, hot city. I'll bet. <laughs> a lot going on. I've, I've gone, I've, I've played golf in Alabama a few times. The, the Robert Trent Jones golf trail is down that way, so I've bopped around. Oh, straight courses. through Opelika, the Robert Trent Jones. And I had, a, had an interesting uh, experience. I was I was in a bar in, in the evening, and I went in to use the restroom. There was one other guy in there. He's by him. I'm, I'm the stall. He's, he walks in to use the urinal, and I swear to God, Hey, we just me and him are in there, and he just goes out of nowhere. I don't, you don't even know he's talking to me. He just goes, "I love college football." Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm talking about. That's All right, talking about. <laughs> it's my Alabama experience. Oh my god, man! Yeah, I mean, what a better time to bring it up, right? <laughs> right. Hey, and speaking of football, so listen, I need to find out if this is true or not. You and Casey were talking off air about. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one of the things you've never been to Philadelphia, you've never uh, performed here in Philly, and I'm curious if, if it if, a if this is true and if this is the reason behind it. But I heard I heard that you might be a little scared of our city because of something your your father in law told you about Philadelphia. Is well, that true? The, there's many reasons that I think I, you know I came through Philadelphia one time and I tried to order. I wanted to get a Philly cheese, and I'm told that's a Philly cheese steak in <laughs> Philadelphia, right. and I was so terrified to order it from the guy. It was so aggressive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I got it, and it was delicious. But yes, my father in law is Canadian, and he went to a Eagles game. Uh, and he got some tickets uh, in the upper deck, and he said it was the most terrifying experience <laughs> he ever had. He was in the wrong seats, Uh-oh. and he didn't realize that he was a row uh, too high, and so the guys that were in those seats came and claimed it, and the rest of the game, they were spilling beer on him and yelling at wow. him. And, you know. Okay. Um, Ooh. So I'm, but, and not that I'm not justifying anything, but was he rooting for the other team? I don't think they were rooting for a team at all, but maybe that was the problem. You know, they yeah, were just uh, there to enjoy some American sports, and let, they got a real American taste. Yeah, listen, I'm a lifelong Eagles fan and a uh, season ticket holder for as long as I can remember. Uh, and there is one thing about uh, fans sometimes that bother me, and it's the fact that sometimes they think they have to act this way rather than they just act this way. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you don't, you don't have to be. A jerk, or you know what I mean? Like I had these guys fighting. It was there was like a in a fan fighting, you know, behind me at one of the one of the games this year. I'm like, well, why are you guys doing this? Like I just, you know, I don't understand. But I'm not scared, so you shouldn't be scared. Well, I'm the type of guy that'll go into the bathroom and yell, "I love college." Football. <laughs> yeah. and, so uh, you're very I love Alabama, right? So I've been rooting for the Eagles this year. I was happy to see Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and uh, I'm into it. You know, I don't know if you guys like him or not. I don't know how well he did, but I was uh, rooting for. Listen, him. it's all we were just talking about the 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 um, the interesting sports history in, here in Philadelphia, and and one of our teams has just gone through a very uh, lengthy losing streak, so. You know, we 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 can adapt. We can roll. There's a purity, I think, to Philadelphia because you know, in some other states, like for example, New York, they have multiple teams per sport, and so you can do a lot of bandwagon jumping. I think here you get what you get, and you got to just take it and and roll with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm into it. I mean, I like the city. The city. I mean, all cities scare me. I mean, I'm from. I grew up in a small town in the south, and I thought everything above the Mason Dixon line was crime and robbery. And and then uh, I traveled the country now, and I learned that most places are all the same. But the cities still scare me a bit. Well, you were you were uh, a tra- trailer park you were raised in, right, for uh, the early part of your life. 
Yeah, and the, you know, and trailer parks got their own fears, but yeah. uh, I'm used to those. Well, you know, I, I, I'm used I, to meth and, and, and <laughs> domestic abuse. Well, listen, here's here's the interesting thing: is a lot, a lot of those like trailers and in, in a trailer park, a lot of the state of the art stuff is pretty cool. Um, you know, and and uh, and and some you know now you can have a trailer like uh, Mickey Rourke has in The Wrestler. Or you can have something that's a little bit higher end that maybe John Travolta graduates to in Urban Cowboy. So, so where, where did your trailer fall in that range? Well, I think we're probably somewhere in between, you know. I mean, I, we're probably more Urban Cowboy than Mickey Rourke, okay. I think. Um, we always liked John Travolta at the house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had a trailer in the 80s and 90s. I mean, we had a pine tree limb crash through the roof one time, and uh, and that leak never got fixed. It always dripped. Uh, we had a, a bathtub fall through the floor. We, had, you know, but um, all in all, it was a lot of fun. We had hurricane come through one time and Oof. throw a couple of trees down on it. We put a tarp over it, lived in it. We had a good time. You know, I never got ice cream growing up. My mom used to just pour milk into a bowl, and then she'd call me into the room and go, "Well." You're too late. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Dusty, I wanted to ask. It wasn't all bad. (laughs) We've done a lot of uh, of Zoom interviews, and and, uh, people set up in in an area of the home that they kind of think looks nice. And I'm looking at the background there. You have some very old photographs on the wall. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Well, I got both of these at at uh, uh, at a thrift store in Arkansas. I got the old family there. <laughs> I actually have a family uh, photo that they say is my great great grandfather, but that's not them. This is a thrift store family from Arkansas. <laughs> and, then I, okay. and then I got a couple of wild horses here, uh, uh, and I thought that was funny. Dusty. Dusty, I think I had uh, that that painting. You know, they had those starving artist sales. The wild horses. Started. I think we had that exact painting in our home decades wow. ago. Uh, so it's probably one of those starving artist sale pictures that makes the rounds. Yeah, I bet it is. I mean, I, I bought. I was staying in a comedy condo in Arkansas, and I bought these two, and I was going to leave them in the condo, but I liked them too much, and I was like, you know what? I'm bringing these home. I love it because it seems to have records some... here. I got a George Jones with a flat top. I got a Charlie Pride. Yeah, a woman covered in shaving cream, which I enjoyed. Um, I thought that was true. You're, you're Rogers. You know, I love country music. I'm also I like rock. You know, people tell me I look like people all the time. They tell me I look like Joe Dirt or Wayne's World, or they say I look like Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. <laughs> you have a One very. Guy told me I look like a Walmart Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> you have a very distinct. I want people to tell me I look like Bob Seger, though. That's the look I'm going for. Ah. Well, you have a very distinct look. For those who don't know, Dusty has a uh, wears a, a baseball hat, kind of a, a trucker hat, and uh, long hair. You got really, really long hair, beard, and very large glasses. How long have you had? those well i've had these for a few years you know i like uh to have uh good vision and safety goggles at any time there you go you got them you got them both i can just start cutting something with a saw at any point and not have to worry about damaging my eyes so so you're in nashville now and nashville has actually gone through a a metamorphosis and um one thing it's become is like a bachelorette destination. It's like they're party town. party town for that stuff. Do you have to deal with that when you're out and about in Nashville? Well, if you go downtown, that's about all you deal with. I mean, downtown is so wild now. Uh, when I moved here seven, eight years ago, it was it was pretty wild. But now it's the number one bachelorette uh, party destination. It beat out Vegas. Wow. 
And it is just why it is where, you know, I love it, but it's where all the rednecks from all over the country come to party. And uh, I mean, we got Kid Rock's got a bar called Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk. Um, and, and I wanted to hate it because I thought it was so cheesy. And I went in there and I was like, this is the best place in town. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I hear nothing but crazy stories from that place. Yeah, and then you got, you know, you got the places like Robert's Western World, which is the old school. It's the fiddle. It's the stand-up bass, the steel guitar, all the old school country. I oh, mean, cool. Yeah. Nashville's got it all. We got blues, and it's um, it's the best. Yeah, but, you know, based on your profession, you're probably not there most of the time for these bachelorette weekends because you're working the weekends. Yeah, I mean, there is a comedy club downtown, and I think it's the absolute worst place to have a comedy club. I would never want to do comedy for the downtown Nashville crowd. Thankfully, our club <laughs> Zanies is outside of downtown. We don't get a lot of bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, and uh, and you know, you just Zanies is a great club. We get to really do some good comedy. But downtown, man, it is it is wild. Now, I believe you have the distinction. Were you, in fact, the youngest comedian ever to play the Grand Ole Opry? That is true. At one point I was. I had a friend. I, I feel like I opened the door for younger comedians to do stuff at the Opry. And I have a friend who's who's a bit younger than me who's beat me out now. But I've done the Opry about 14 or 15 times. I love doing it. I mean, uh, you know, I got uh, I feel like every time I walk out there, the old people in the audience are like, oh, gosh, who's this kid? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I seem like a kid that's probably mooching off of them at home right now, you know? Right. Yeah, I'll so, bet they, they held on to mainly just the older comedians for a long time at the Opry just to be safe. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they see me. They think I'm the guy that's going to ask for five bucks for gas for the tank of their car, you know? <laughs> hey, so I um I ended up watching the latest uh, season. I guess I'll call it a season of the stand-ups because uh, – and I, I wasn't aware of who you were until last month when, when it debuted. I'm a big fan of uh, Mark Norman, and I know Melissa Villasenor, and then I just – based on – what you look like, I was like, all right, let me see what Dusty Slay is all about. And I got to tell you, I loved your half hour special. I, I thought it was great. And it just, you know, and I love how, like, the first thing you do when you come out there, you let us know that we're having a good time, just in case we didn't know that yet. Yeah, well, you know, I've done a lot of, I appreciate you saying that. I've done a lot of bad gigs and uh, in my life, and I got used to coming out and deciding that I wasn't going to ask the audience how they're doing tonight or if they're having a good time. I just go, hey, we're having a good time. And when a joke bombs, I give them a wave, and I go, we're having a good time. <laughs> so you're, you're sort of employing the Jedi mind trick like to that. convince them, and I think that's very, yes. very smart. Absolutely. I mean, I've done, oh man, I've done the worst of the worst gigs coming up in comedy and you just kind of learn after a while not to let it get to you and just, you know, I'm like, I used to sell pesticides. So even a bomb, <laughs> even a gig where I bomb is better than a day selling pesticides. <laughs> you also, so you also like, I can handle it. You also worked, um, at least it seems to be, uh, you know, I was, uh, watching a lot of your standup and, and you, you did a couple of restaurant gigs. Uh, and you worked at a place. Now, I, I don't know if I got the name right. Is it a, was it a sizzler or a sizzlin? 
I worked at a Western Sizzlin. Uh, mm. It ends with an N. They cut off the G, <laughs> a Western Sizzlin. I say it. Not everybody's familiar with it, but it's like a golden corral mm-hmm. without all the class. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say it's like a silver corral or, or like a bronze corral. I worked, like I worked okay at a corral. Okay, corral. Okay, corral. <laughs> I worked at a place like that, too. That was one of my first jobs. It was called York Steakhouse, and it was one of those stand, get in line and, and get all your food things. Yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you get a little tray. Yep. It's like part cafeteria, part steakhouse. Yep. And and the explanation is always, the food's not great, but you get a lot of it. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that seems to be the trade-off. Yeah, I mean, you get some fried chicken, some fat back, you know, <laughs> some imitation crab. We got it all there, you know. Imitation. Were you working? A lot of ranch dressing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> were you working on the line? Were you preparing food, or what were you? No, I was a server. I was the only male server at the Western Sizzlin, and when the truckers came in, they were very disappointed to get me as their server. <laughs> right. They're like, I've come in to flirt with a 70-year-old waitress, not a 20-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, you know something, and, uh, Dusty, I'm reading a little bit about you. You've done something uh, that uh, that Casey here has always wanted to do. Well, it says here, at least anyway, you used to drive your car all over the country. Casey's always wanted to drive uh, from coast to coast across the country. Have you done that much? Have you done a, a long road trip like that? I've drove all the way to Phoenix, Arizona. That's as far as I've drove in my okay. car. That's almost there. Yeah. 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 There's just a couple of things. And I've seen too many road trip movies, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure being one of them, where I'm like, <laughs> I, I got to see that. Uh, our friend Nick Murphy here who works uh, in our video department, he he actually stopped where Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where uh, Simone and he were in the dinosaur. He stopped there. I'm like... That's a real place. Like, yeah. well, then I need to go see that. And you know, unfortunately, you just need time, and that's what I don't. You have want right those? Now. You want those back roads? Yeah, uh, yeah. The, I don't the, the be back road version of of, of uh, well, Americana. It, it's amazing. I've driven through the desert of New Mexico in the middle of July when it was 118 degrees. <laughs> I had a car with 250,000 miles on it just praying that I didn't break down because I'm like, there's not another soul out here. If I break down, I'll die out here today. <laughs> Dusty, so years ago I did stand up and did it for, for, for a fairly decent run. And I, that same scenario where you're, you're driving yourself all over the place and you're and I got to go. I would have been to all 50 states, which was kind of cool. And and. But, yeah, you, there are times when you are driving, and I, I had a, a clunker of a car as well, thinking, if this breaks down here, that's it. They will never find me. <laughs> and it's just part of the deal of building up your, your resume and, and touring. So, you know, it's, it's what you do for the love of what you do. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it is. Uh, I mean, I'm glad I've done it now. You know, I like to say I'm, I'm making airplane money. You know, I'm getting to fly. <laughs> <right there. laughs> airplane money. You want that? But yeah. It's, it's not the same. It's easier, but it's not the same. Driving across the country, stopping at truck stops. I mean, people are different in different places. I mean, in a lot of ways, everybody's the same. But in, the, in other ways, it's like it's nice to really uh, see the differences in the country. Yeah, I agree. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask. Dusty, at the, at the beginning of the interview, you mentioned a few people that you get mistaken for. I'm getting a little Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters. Do you ever get that one? Oh, yeah. You know, I get Dave Grohl a lot of times. I get um, somebody told me I look like Bobcat Goldthwait without the cocaine and hate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, really. <laughs> I don't know what that means, to be honest. I'm not that familiar with him. I think he's funny. Uh, I get um, Dave Grohl. I get David Cross a lot of times. Okay. 
You know what? You know what? Though in your in your presentation, and I was I was describing. I, you're you're um, and I I mean this as, as as a compliment. You're you're to me it's sort of Mitch Hedberg and um, with a little bit of Larry the Cable Guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I love Mitch Hedberg. Uh, I'm, I was a big fan when I first started comedy. I really was into Mitch Hedberg. Uh, really into Bill Hicks. Yeah. Um, I liked Ron White a lot. I mean, Larry the Cable Guy, I've gotten to become friendly with a bit here. I've done his show a couple of times. Uh, I'm open for Jeff Foxworthy a bit. So, you know, Jeff Foxworthy, when I was in middle school, he came out with the You Might Be a Redneck album, and I was living in a trailer, <laughs> and nobody had ever spoke to me quite like Jeff Foxworthy did. Yeah, oh my of God, course, yeah. yeah. He, well, he had us walking around school saying, you don't do and all right, like we weren't already saying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Dusty, we're going to peep, uh, point people in the direction of uh, the stand-ups, which is now available on Netflix, but uh, we don't think you need to be afraid of our city, and no. you, should, you should come and, and play one of the one of the great comedy clubs here and and we'd love to see you in person sometime well it's one of the classic american cities and i do want to come there and i appreciate you guys having me on absolutely anytime thanks for coming on dusty slay yeah. guys yeah. take care man good luck with everything uh i love him he's yeah. great yeah, yeah. funny guy so i love that whole and he worked at a couple of, of places like that uh sizzling as he was talking oh, about God. uh and he does a, a great bit and, and it's so true uh, the the two weeks you give your notice are the best time you'll ever work in your life. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're two weeks, because there's really nothing, you know, you're not expecting much. They're yeah. not expecting much from you. And, and the bit is just great. I love that he said it was like Golden Corral, but less class. <laughs> Silver Corral. <laughs> Silver Corral. Do places like that. Are there any around here? There well, aren't. Are the there? one that comes to mind for me is Hosses, uh, and that's a central PA one. Uh, there was one in uh, either Sealands Grove or Sunbury uh, off of 15. We would go there when we were in college quite a bit, and I believe there's one in between here and, like, Harrisburg general is it, area. Yeah. Is it wrong to say that I... I I kind of love them. I, when I when I was They're in fun. when yeah. I was playing in my band, anytime we played in a town that had an old country buffet, oh my god, we yes. were so excited yeah. because well, we would just stuff ourselves. I remember there being one in Jenkintown, right? Uh, an old country buffet. I don't know if it's still around or not. I don't remember the name of it, but the last time I was at something like this, when I was just outside of Bryce Canyon, and I was. So surprised with how good everything tasted. Oh. I, you know, I just assumed. You just came out of a canyon. What now, was it called? I don't remember the name of it. It was like basically right outside the um, the entrance. <laughs> I just was, you know? I was just fighting a Gila monster in a canyon. This food tastes great. It was, was a Golden Corral in Ben Salem. Really? Yeah. Wait, Bucks County? Yeah. Mm. Five points to Bucks County. Right. That I think is the first. Those are the first points now. So it's no. That's she's no, got she, five before. She had five before. Delco at fifty and Bucksco at ten. At, at 10. ten now. By the way, this I'm uh, keeping track. Is this erasable ink come off? Wait, of did this? you? Okay, real quick. While while you're doing this, um, do we explain this to the listeners? No, we really didn't. Oh. We kind of just sprung okay. it upon everybody. So I've I've decided. Uh, I just had this idea. Completely arbitrary, by the way. You totally. cannot sway his opinion. Uh, between uh, our our ongoing feud of Delaware County and Bucks County. Talk here, about loose streaks, man. I'm on a losing streak. But. Here in this studio, I've decided to do, not unlike the Hogwarts Academy, have house points 
and we need to. Somebody made crests. Did you uh, see I that? Love it. I love them. I the, saved my crests. Sent these in. We have we have Bucks County and Delaware County crests. Wow, that are made now for the ha- for the various for the houses. for the, for the yeah. two counties. And I think we want to call it the the Bi County Cup. Yeah, uh, that works. Uh, you know, because you have the right. House Cup and you have the the Tri Wizards Cup, and maybe we call it the Bi County. How about Cup. the Charton Hat? The shark hat. <laughs> That'll determine who gets to be right, right, yeah. in Delco or Buxco. Uh, so the first uh, points awarded, I think, uh, were when the uh, the helicopter yeah. crash landed in in uh, Delaware County. That was a big one. That was That's a big a one. National big. news and a yeah. positive story. So I'm giving that 50 points. And anytime I feel that there is a positive thing of note yeah. from these two, right. That happens. No subtraction. Not, not from them specifically, right. but from if, the I county. Hear, if I hear about it in the county, uh, then I will just award these points. It's arbitrary, like right. I said, Steve. It's just whatever I'm going to go with. Same way in Hogwarts. No rhyme or reason. They would just give, yeah. give away points. There was no official structure. Right. And it's there is no real real dispute because because I I disputed the helicopters. You can't saying that the, nope. the pilot wasn't from Delaware County. So right. it's whatever your decision is, Preston. That is correct. So I'm, I'm giving you five points. It's now for, fifty to ten for Golden Corral. That is correct. <laughs> Sounds yes. great. And just real quick, uh, props to Kim Kane. She's the one that's sending those crests, Kathy, and she's from uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Well, so that's thanks. what I. That's yeah. what I said to her. I go, I yeah, like that you're neutral. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Kim. Yeah, you can't do proximity to. And and by the way, don't jump in with, with Montgomery County and Westchester County and Philadelphia County. Listen, we, I, I get, we get boned every year, you and I, yeah, Preston. Yep. Yeah. So I've got Texas, yeah. you're a freaking Philadelphia radio station. Philly is a county also. It's not about that. No. It's about these two. Yeah. It's about yeah, these. We all know that Philadelphia, Montgomery County, and Camco, and Buck, no, not Bucks, Burks. We, we know that they're all... Superior. And that's the problem is that these two counties yeah. need the most help. Yeah, they do. <laughs> we need all the help we So we're adding some help. Um, there was a story, uh, Steve, you sent this over to me this morning, uh, about uh, the SATs. Yes. Uh, and beginning next year, they will be an hour shorter, and mm-hmm. they will be all digital. Uh, starting in 2024, I'm sorry, not next year. Right. So an hour shorter. So an, an hour shorter, they're usually three hours. They're going to be two hours. But are they eliminating work, or you had, now have to well, get it done in two hours? they're eliminating something, Preston. A, a, one of the things that they would make the biggest deal about for the SATs, do you want to reveal it? I haven't read that part of it. I, <laughs> this isn't the same story. This was in uh, the prep this morning. No, you can reveal it. Go ahead. no number two pencils. Obviously, you're going yeah. digital. That you know, right. the big thing. Okay, I was thinking about number two pencils the other day. Uh, are there number one pencils and number three pencils? Yeah. They don't okay. get a lot of pencils. Though, do they? They're uh, harder and softer. So the 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 lead or the it's graphite. Like me on any given night. Yeah, depending on uh, the um, amount of medication you've had. But um, yeah, so like a uh, three, I believe, is softer, and one is that doesn't matter. Probably for artists more. Probably. For yeah, yeah. I think exactly that's it. I think that's the, right. the grading yeah. is used yeah. for you know using them in artwork. If you used a one or three pencil, would it not show up or register? <laughs> in theory, yeah. I mean that that's why you were forced to use the number Dixon two. Ticonderoga number two, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and if you use the one or the three, the the machine, the scanner wouldn't pick up on your on wow. your SATs. Fact, it would say at the top, idiot. <laughs> what did you say before number two? What Dixon, was the word? Dixon Ticonderoga? The classic the number two that? pencil. Badass like the, pencil, mother effer. Is that the brand? Yeah. 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 No, it's I the YYZ of pencils. I oh, never yes. looked at a... Uh, yeah. oh, you're uh, missing out. At a pencil brand in my life. You got some recall. cut rate pencil over there? Yeah, but dude, back off. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Come on now. I don't know the name of the stupid goddamn pencil. Clearly. Yeah. All right, but anyhow... 
Uh, the transition comes after the College Board tested a digital SAT. YYK, by the way, is what I meant. To <laughs> well, I was about to say, I thought it was a Rush reference. Yeah. How that song is so awesome no, that it's, it's the YYK. goat of, of all uh, instrumental I, when songs. When I said it, I was like, I don't think it's YYZ. I think it's something else. And then I looked at my zipper. It's a YYK. Wait a minute. YYK. What? Like, so... Whenever I think zipper. of pencils, I think of Dixon Ticonderoga. Whenever I think, look at the zipper on on anything you're wearing. Well, I know that. Yeah. I just don't understand why. You, okay, never mind. Thank you. <laughs> no, don't rewind. Uh, I was making a comparison. We're talking about pencils. We are talking about pencils. No, we're talking Jason's about the SATs. talking about zippers. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the SATs. We're not even talking about pencils. The transition <laughs> comes after, after the College Board tested a digital SAT in November 2021, and 80% of students said they found it less stressful while 100% of educators reported a positive experience. 100% mm-hmm. of educators and 80% of students. <clears throat> uh, the change also comes as the College Board has faced increased pressure to change its stress-inducing tests in the wake of the pandemic, as well as face questions around the test's fairness and relevance. I've even heard of several universities just dropping their requirements. Don't even look at them anymore. Or just, just not even requiring yeah, it. That's it. You know, yeah. yeah. So the changes to the test include allowing students to use a calculator for the entire math section. Wow. As well as shortening the length of the test from three hours to two hours. Also, you can have someone else take it for you. Oh, yeah, well, which is a, a whole that's other a thing. Bold yeah. New move. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's the Felicity Huffman method of taking the SAT. I, 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 I have a friend who did that, and I still have. N- he, he won't admit to it, and he won't tell. Me. I, I want to know so bad how he got away with it, and he won't. Yeah. He never. Wait, he what? He had someone he had take the test for him. Take the test for him. Yeah, wow. that, that's actually fairly or was fairly common. Um, so the the things they would stress. I, I took the the pre test. Uh, you know, the, you could you could pay the to PSA. take. The, yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, and then I and they always advise you take the test twice. So right. so I I did. I, I think I did I did well or, or well enough to to never be asked if I took it or ever asked if I've even attended any school whatsoever. Oh, I had so they asked for you had to put it on your college application your yeah. SAT score. I forever since all of my entire school experience I. Did awful on standardized testing. I just some people don't test well. Yes, no, and, and they could be brilliant, but they don't test well. I mean, I could go into school and and take a test on you know whatever yeah. we learned, but the SATs, the uh, any standardized test, I always did terrible on. So yeah. I actually had to write a letter, um, or I wrote a letter in addition to my college application, like basically just explaining it and um, you know giving them a little bit more information about me. And fortunately, I was accepted, but I because my SAT scores were so terrible. And what, what was your GPA when you graduated? Uh, my it was like I was at like a three nine. Yeah, see, I mean <laughs> yeah. that, that's how much standardized tests actually prove to you know that you're going to be a great student or not. Because I got great scores on my SATs, and I was a terrible college student. <laughs> I got one wrong on my math SAT, just one. Oh yeah, and, and no I, kidding. Yeah, I got a seven eighty on my math, and uh, it was probably the Dixon Ticonderoga pencils. <laughs> yeah, <I believe> and, <laughs> but uh, but I no, I did really well on my math test uh, for the SATs, and I was an awful awful college student, especially freshman year. And it was and, you know. Go ahead. What was your GPA in high school? Uh, when high school, it was fine. But in college, my freshman year was a 1-3, you know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it, it took forever. Yeah, that, just, that was my high you, school GPA. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> you know, so I did really, really well on standardized tests. And it just showed that it had nothing to do with whether or not I was going to be a good student. It's good to have that process. But, it, again, the, the, you know, the studies show that, again, there's some people who have a uh, a better test-taking aptitude. The actual yes. testing itself oh, yeah. is is the issue. God, I remember when my kids were starting to get older. I'm like, 
Please don't be stupid like I was. <laughs> Please Aww. don't be stupid like I was. But it's uh, not that you were stupid. You just didn't try, right? I just didn't care. I yeah. honestly think um, ADHD and, and these other um, uh, uh, diagnoses, I, I would have absolutely positively falled into, uh, fell into that category. And some medication might have helped me out as far as being a student goes. Mm-hmm. I really do believe that. Uh, and at this point, it's... There's no point it's after the fact in going. You're and doing fine. Diagnosed, and I've, I have a successful yeah. career. And, and your legendary is Captain Blackfingers. That yeah. too. Yeah. So great story. Uh, yes, yeah. but nonetheless, uh, I think it would have been different. So yeah. we're talking about uh, aptitude and intelligence. We and, are. and all that stuff. And I just uh, realized something during this break. I want to show you guys. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just taking his clothes off. Taking Hold my on clothes a off. Look at my nipples. Hat's <laughs> going. Up. Shirt's coming off. Okay. What? Did you? He's been wearing his shirt backwards all day. Inside out. Inside out. Oh, okay. Inside Sorry. out all day. <laughs> I would have noticed. It's yeah. cleaner that way. I was wondering. You had this drained look about you during that segment. I'm like, what was that look? I for? just looked down and I saw the stitching on my on my sleeves. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> Did any of you notice? Uh, no. I didn't. No. No, no. Oh my god. Oh, that's funny, man. I love it. Um, all right, and you know what? They uh, uh, they're going to go. It says here that they will feature shorter reading passages. With one question each, um, and you will get more time per question. Yeah, I rocked the English. Math was not my strong suit. Uh, in the past few years, more than 1,800 colleges and universities have dropped requirements that uh, applicants take the SAT or ACT. And Preston, where they are going to have the machines um, uh, conducting the test, they will have, as proctors, real dolls sitting there. Oh. So, yeah. I won't be distracting yeah. at all. Nah. I told you guys I got busted for cheating one time, right? In college. On the SAT? No. Oh. No, not on the SAT. Okay. Uh, and it was it was fairly innocent. Uh, what did you do? I was in a class, which I don't even remember. It was such a brief college, quote-unquote, career that I had. <laughs> and so I got done with this test, and there were some guys who I went to high school with who, who had the same class after me, right, right after. Uh, I got done with the test... And they had, like, given me an extra copy or something like that. I don't remember exactly how I came to have another copy of the test in my possession. And I, I walked out of there with it. And I'm like, they didn't ask for this back, and I have this. And so I see him in the hallway. I'm like, guys, here's the test. I'm like, here. Oh, yeah. and were you spotted doing that? Uh, and they, yes, they came uh-huh. back to me later on, and they said there was a security breach, and you're the, the person uh-huh. who supplied that. I'm like, wow. I was like, I didn't know. I Did they didn't. sweat you? Not really. They they just said yeah. we know you did it, and I was like, oh, and I never really. Mm. I, I felt horrible. Yo, pretty feet over here. <laughs> I felt uh, like it was one of those oh, moments where I'm like, I'm in trouble. There are professors that will do the same exam year after year, semester after semester, and uh, so often you can take those exams home. And there was like a, a records room uh, in 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 my fraternity where we, you know, in, in college, and you could access old exams. And use them essentially as a study guide, but basically, like you're cheating. You're you're seeing what the exam is going to be the next Nick, day. When we we took so in New York, you had to take the Regents exams, and and also the the study prep book for the SATs and the study prep book for the Regents. No one was going home and rewriting. Qu- they weren't. Exactly. We're going to come up with a new. It was. They were basically the same questions. Yeah. 
That's ex- and in fact, you would encounter the same questions, which I'm sure they were lifting from those books to put in it. So, I mean, in all honesty, Steve, that's probably why I did well in those exams. I knew how to take the test. I knew the style of the questions. Yeah. I knew what, in essence, what they were going to ask, even if I didn't know the specific question. It's, I think it's kind of why, like, I, I do well on shows like Jeopardy. I, I can follow sort of the 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 way that they ask the questions. And How's it being up. asked? Yeah, and, exactly. And, and so that's that's pure test taking. That has nothing uh, to do with hard work when it gets to you know coming yeah. to going to class. Wouldn't it be great if your if your test was actually like Jeopardy in the classroom? Oh they have a show host and everything, and yes, everybody gets the classroom. I might That'd do be better. great. Yeah, and for an actual grade, I'd probably nail that. Yes. By the way, I don't. Is the classroom ever coming back? I don't. Is, I mean, uh, I don't uh, hold on. Marissa has information on that. Our buddy uh, Richard Curtis. I just saw an ad the other day. I think they're turning it into a family show now. Oh, okay. Oh. Gotcha. Okay. So it's probably a better idea. They'll call it domestic violence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's awful. And uh, double dare. Oh, double dare. Okay. The yeah. casual. <laughs> so anyhow, all right. Well, besides uh, changes in the SATs, I saw changes in dating apps. This is an interesting story. There's How a, so? There's a new dating app that is called Snack. Oh. And I like this concept. I actually like this. So uh, it's all about video. So it moves beyond traditional photo-based and bio-stuffed apps. You know how nowadays, if you're doing online dating, yeah, you see a photo, right? Stagnant photo. It's it's of an optimum angle that right. person look looking the absolute best they possibly can in deceptive ways sometimes. So let's see what this slob really looks like. This is about video. This yeah. is a little more honest representation of you physically, and also the things you have to say and, and so your on voice and the way you are and your demeanor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you're smart enough to pull down that Nazi memorabilia, Mashable reports uh, that Snack CEO Kim Kaplan had the concept and said, if we were to strip away all the things about dating apps that you don't like, uh, what what that would look like from a social media, uh, what would that look like from a social media dating experience? So huh. profiles don't have much other than videos, just basics like name, age, locations, location, and a few hashtagged interests. But the focus is on the videos. Tell us something interesting about you. And I it... had three testicles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Swipe. Uh, <laughs> um, now, uh, the, the focus is on the videos, allowing users <laughs> currently ages 18 to 35. So they'll have to come up with something for uh, people older than that. Right. Uh, and to... for farmers. Uh, it it allows users to keep updating with new video instead of just having the same photos sitting on their dating profile. Uh, do you think so, uh, Nick? You took a foray into the apps, yes? A little a bit. A little bit? Well, not the dating apps. Uh, you can use Instagram as a dating okay. app, which is weird. But um, you can use any app as a dating app, to be honest. Would but, this would this have had more uh, interest? I, I guess so. I, I, I told you guys about my friend uh, who developed an app, and it was like a... It was intended to be like a social media app where you would interact with people. So it was sort of like a combination of LinkedIn, a dating app, and and, uh, Instagram. Um, And you used videos. So Steve would have common interests and we could talk about Batman or whatever. Uh, But anything that where you're interacting with people like this, if you spark an interest with that person, it can turn into a dating app. Into a dating app. I got you. So the CEO goes on to say you're seeing more authentic version of someone and that uh, the goal is... How do we make it easier for you to enjoy and laugh and engage with uh, what people are doing on the dating app, just like you would on TikTok? <laughs> yes, it says. In fact, it mentions that. Uh, it says you you see how they laugh and and uh, 
And that, that's a woman. I want him to father my children. <laughs> my name is Stacy, and this is how I laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you loop that again? That cracks me up when you do that. Right <laughs> to the end of Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, the first Batman with my dad. The uh, Joker on the ground. Anyhow, Snack also takes aim at ghosting. Uh, Kaplan said, "If you promoting it or stopping it, if you continually ghost, uh, we are not going to show you as frequently." And she said, "Hopefully, then this is not going to work for Casper. That changes." That changes the behavior and gets people to be more open and honest with the other party about what is going on. You know, it's funny is that, again, as we said before, and then a lot of people, as they try to figure out why social media, the landscape is so acrimonious and so acidic and caustic and horrible. If you had to put your actual name, mm-hmm. you know, you had to put who you were, stood by what you said and posted, yeah. that, would t- that would also on, on dating apps, again, for this, a little bit more candor. Uh, and and the video showing you really the person that you are, you'd eliminate a lot of the issues that seem as this they've determined yeah. dissuade people from using these things. And you get to see people laugh. I mean, yeah, that's just the. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Anyhow, we should take a break because I got some bizarre file stories that I want to get to. Hey, a reminder: uh, secret text word. These are the sold out tickets. Uh, for Tool, and we're running out of time for you to get entered for these. Uh, the show is Sunday, February 20th at the Wells Fargo Center. So text the word secret to 39333, and we're going to send you that secret word. We'll ask you to call in with it in a little bit. Well, Kathy will give the number caller in a little while. And uh, we'll grab a random texter, too. So even if you can't be around, go ahead and text the word secret to 39333. Let's see if you end up winning. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. spotlights the best rock in philadelphia with jackson's local shots that's right and this month's band is froggy froggy your local shots artist of the month check them out every wednesday at 6 30 right here on the mighty mmr and you can hear and see more now at wmmr.com keyword local shots Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre. 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 All right, we'll start with this story. A New Jersey family was stumped when multiple packages for items they never ordered arrived at their home only to find out the culprit was their own 22-month-old child. Oh, boy, this happens. Yep, uh, this child had accidentally racked up a Walmart bill for about $2,000. Look, hon, the kid bought an auto suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do this all the time, though. Yep, Ayansh uh, Kumar isn't even two years old, but like most children today, he loves to play with an electronic device, but that activity recently got him into some expensive trouble. Uh, his father, uh, Pramod Kumar, said... Uh, he just went to the cart, and whatever was there, boom, he clicked on it, and all the payments went through. 
So, uh, like, I'll you'll, I'll shop, you know, and if you if you see something that, like, if I'm looking for, I, I recently bought um, a desk, right? So, I put, like, five different desks in a, in the cart. Yeah. And then you'll pick through them later and decide through, what you want to get. Yeah, so you don't have to go yeah. back through the yeah. site and try to search for it all that. So, yeah. it was all just sitting there. Yeah, well, that's kind of what they did and the kid bought everything. <laughs> bought yeah, five desks now. The Kumar family just moved into their new home. Uh, the mother, Madhu, who admits uh, to being a frequent shopper, says all her payment information is already loaded on her phone. She was still in the process of uh, picking and choosing which pieces of furniture that she was ultimately going to buy, never intending to keep all the pieces that she added to the online shopping cart like Kathy did. And now she finally has a jerk mate. Uh, but uh, little Ayanch had other plans. Uh, that, Yo, ever heard of jerk mate? Uh, that ended up uh, costing the family $1,700, which they caught too late. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, the family is still receiving all of the packages that the baby ordered. They said only about 75% of the things have arrived. The items mostly include accent chairs. Uh, the Kumars uh, said that moving forward, they will be removing the credit card information from their phones and adding a passcode, and Walmart is going to refund the money. They usually do, yeah. yeah. A man was hospitalized following a parachute jump from the top of the Fort La- or of a Fort Lauderdale hotel. Police and fire rescue teams reported that the uh, scene was Saturday morning at the Hyatt-centric hotel. Witnesses captured the man's jump from atop the building as he landed and as they said, much quicker than expected. Oh, boy. At the park across the street, first responders reported the incident on a dispatch call. Uh, and the call said, I'm going to have to a level one. I'm going to have a level one trauma, uh, a male, uh, if fall by injury, 39-year-old male. Uh, the man was later transported to the hospital by paramedics where the status of his injuries remain unclear for the moment. During the jump, the hotel was being used by a film crew. <laughs> No indication whether the man was part of that film or not. How many stories did they say? Uh, I don't know. Not really no. sure. Um, okay, this is... Uh, I, w- I want to get you guys' take on this. Uh, one day after an American Airlines flight en route from Miami to London turned around an hour into the flight and went back after a passenger refused to wear a mask. I told you about that yep, one. Yep. Well, another international flight also turned around and went back after a significant amount of time in the air. But this time, it was because... The two passengers refused to leave the business class seats that they weren't assigned. Now, listen to this. It was a United Airlines flight out of Newark, headed to Tel Aviv. It was half full, and two coach passengers moved to empty business class seats about 90 minutes into the flight. Mm -hmm. When the flight crew asked the passengers to show their tickets for the seats, there was an argument. They refused to leave their seats. Plane turned around and went back to Newark. There you go. And the flight was canceled altogether. Jesus. Law enforcement. I'd be so effing furious. Met the plane when it arrived back nearly three hours after it had left. I mean, there's two stupid things going on here. Number one, just let them sit there if it's half full. But number Those two. Those seats cost money. But number two, if they told you to leave the seats. Leave. Leave the seats. Yeah. You know? I mean, so there's there's two ends of this thing. They but, weren't entitled to all the amenities, right? They weren't getting their warmed up towels. I wouldn't think so. But also. And their foot massages. On on planes, they do have to be aware of the balance. Yes, and, they and do. where people are sitting. I have been asked to, to be moved to, to, move oh, wow, to another really? seat. Yeah. Raise your left arm, sir. When there are very few people. I've been yeah. on some small planes yeah. and have very few people and they're like we need you to sit over here because it, it balances out probably not one of those flights from tel aviv though. yeah right yeah. yeah so anyhow all right and then this this is a few days old but i wanted to make sure it kind of got buried in the bizarre file but i wanted to make sure i got this in here you guys probably saw this so a crystal cruises cruise ship 
that was supposed to return to Miami on Saturday went to the Bahamas instead with all its passengers on board after a U.S. judge granted an order to seize the ship last Thursday as part of a lawsuit over $4 million in unpaid fuel. So instead of docking, they just hightailed it to the Bahamas. Yes. With all the people on board. (laughs) Yes. Some of the uh, passengers who were on the Crystal wow. Symphony ship were taken by ferry to Fort Lauderdale yesterday, or on the 23rd, according to the cruise line, which also said others were taken to local airports. Um, who the wants to go to the airport? Associated Press said it wasn't clear how many passengers were on the ship, saying one news outlet reported 300, another 700. Uh, the lawsuit was filed by uh, Peninsula Petroleum Far East against the ship, saying that it was chartered or managed by Crystal Cruises and Star Cruises, which are sued for owing the $4.6 million, uh, for owing them $4.6 million in fuel. Uh, Crystal Cruises recently announced that it was suspending operations through late April. Jeez. I wonder what the cost of fuel is for, say, a run from yeah, to, the know, to the Bahamas, from Miami to the Bahamas. Bahamas. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, ain't cheap, I would imagine. Uh, one last story. A rare and severe snowstorm has blanketed parts of Greece and Turkey. Yeah. Causing chaos on the streets of, of uh, major cities and forcing the evacuation of thousands of people. Athens has only seen six snow events since 2000. And while it usually experiences a snowfall of about a half inch, uh, Alpida has already brought in around 3.1 inches. Jeez. The most since February 2021 when 3.9 inches fell. Oh! But what's <laughs> what's interesting is Monday storm Monday storm also triggered a rare snownado. Snownado. Now I've never Ooh. heard of that before. A That's tor- like a lava lantula. A snownado is a tornado-like funnel traveling over a snow-covered landscape after a water spout had moved on shore. This happened and it swirls the snow around it's swirly in the twister and creates a snownado. Uh snow covered the capital from the Acropolis Hill to the coast in the south. And brought COVID nineteen vaccinations to a halt and forced schools to close and uh, disrupted flights as well. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I'd like to see some pictures of uh, Snownado. Snownado. Yeah. Are we looking at it? Right oh, that's now? cool. That's yeah. awesome. It's like there. a white tornado. That is what I have in uh, the bizarre file for you. Thank you, Case. All right, uh, Kathy, let's yeah. do this thing. Secret text word. What number call are we going to get today? Caller nine. All right, let's take the ninth caller. You do need to know the secret text word in order to win those tool tickets. And we'll grab a random text as well, so that might be you too. Make sure you hang in there, but call right now. Caller number nine, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, speaking of cool, uh, tickets to give away for the secret text word uh, for Tool. That'd be pretty mm. solid. Uh, our ninth caller is Rich, and that's who we were looking for. Hey, Rich, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning, Preston. How are you? Doing wonderful. Do you know the secret text word? Is it wine? Wine is correct. Yay! Yes. Maynard is a, uh, is a winemaker, and uh, you got it right, dude. So tickets to see Tool, sold-out show, Sunday, February 20th, all right? 
awesome. Awesome. Happy right. belated birthday. Hey, so. thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. That shows at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets are sold out, and we have another pair to give away. Our random texter is... Kyle May of Maple Shade, New Jersey. Kyle gets those tickets as well. So you can go to WMMR.com uh, for information on that show and a list of other upcoming shows you might be aware of anytime at all. Check that concert calendar. But congratulations to Kyle and also to Rich. And they got the tickets. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question. And we have something else to give away for that. We have uh, a pair of tickets to see George Lopez, who is going to be uh, performing at the Met on Saturday, March 12th. And I think we are going to go with this. What is the latest scientific addition to the Just Saying Institute? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let's see if you remember that. It was it was kind of wordy. If you get it in the ballpark. Yeah. I will uh, I will set you <clears throat> up with that. But what is what is the newest addition to the Just Saying Institute? It's a... It's a um, oh, man, how did we word that? It, it's a new center. A center. That's it. Thank you. Let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR, and we will do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. We get some stories before we get a winner. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, you mentioned this yesterday, Preston, but 62-year-old Emma Thompson revealing that her first full frontal scene for the movie Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, was both liberating and empowering. In fact, Thompson says her vagina was actually offered additional money to stunt double a sarlacc. Oh, (laughs) Though Adele says her Vegas residency was postponed because of a massive COVID outbreak. Insiders are claiming it was really because Adele thought the production values were cheap. Apparently, Adele became furious when she realized one of her backup singers was actually a leftover Jeff Dunham puppet. (laughs) And finally, Janet Jackson, revealing that her brother Michael often taunted her about her weight, calling her a pig and a slaughter hog. Janet says it's the kind of ribbing that often takes place between a sister and a child molester. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trip. All right, to the phones we go. Let's see if we can get a winner. Looking for the lesson question answer. And what is the latest scientific center addition to the Just Saying Institute? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, how are you? Good. All right, Matt, what's the latest scientific uh, addition to the Just Saying Institute? Uh, The way to wipe from back to front or front to back? Uh, The the Center for Butt Wiping Direction. Yes, that's correct. And hang on, you won, but points. Oh man, we lost her. Uh, she was saying it was buttholes for Bill. That was uh, that was a new charity. <laughs> yes, yeah, buttholes for Bill. But, but that was no. good though. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Matt, hang on, we're going to set you up. You get to take to see George Lopez Saturday, March twelfth at the Met in Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on ninety three three WMMR. I like big balls. Fairly short music news for you this morning. We'll start with this. Seven Dust has started work on their next album. Uh, the band's official Instagram page shared uh, the news on Instagram yesterday, writing, writing sessions have begun for the next album. The boys are working hard. Clint Lowry shared more detail on his own account, including a photo of himself with lead singer uh, LeJean Witherspoon. Uh, the guitarist wrote, uh, the first of what I hope will uh, to be many sessions with... Uh, Lejean at his farmhouse studios. I had a blast, brother. We are breaking the writing seal on what will be our next 7D record. So blessed after all these years to enjoy the process together. This will be the band's 14th studio. I think I would write out Dust if I were them. 
You would write out saying seven Ds. Seven Ds. Yeah. Slash could not stop singing Axl Rose's praises for his 2016 stint fronting ACDC. Uh, Rose, who blew more than a few minds, not to mention those of the band, uh, the band's diehard fans, when he stepped in at the last minute to fill in frontman Brian Johnson, who was forced to stay home while dealing with serious hearing issues. Slash ever called, I came out to the gig in London, and it was phenomenal. I was blown away, especially when he sang the Bon Scott stuff. That was a very proud moment, actually. Uh, when pressed if he felt uneasy with Axel fronting another band so soon after the Guns N' Roses reunion days, he said, not at all. It was ACDC, man. The fact that he got asked to do that was very cool, and he worked his ass off doing it, too. He really adhered to the whole ACDC regimen and pulled it off in the moment when uh, it first came up. It was a little jarring, I have to say. I was super proud that he was doing it, but how that was going to happen and go right into the guns thing, I didn't really know. But anyway, it worked out, so it wasn't like a big deal. Slash went on to underland how well... The GNR uh, reunion has been, and uh, what a pleasure it's been to work with Axel again. And in all my years that we've been apart, uh, he's become super effing professional. Huh. And he's never missed a beat during that whole time, so it's been great. Uh, there has been a sort of synergy that's been happening this last six years that we never had in our first incarnation. So good that's for him. Good. He got it together. <laughs> Finally, something happened. He realized it. And, uh, and he became professional. <laughs> and then the last thing I wanted to mention, and... Uh, it's kind of on a personal thing, but you guys like him, too. Men at Work leader Colin Hay mm. has just rolled out a 36-date summer run in support of his upcoming album called Now and the Evermore, which is due March 18th. He will be coming through our area. Very nice. Hay, who will be back <clears throat> on tour later this spring with Ringo Starr and his all-star band. Hey! <laughs> That's reached, him. Just reached out about a, an interview request Good. for Colin Hay. He's at the Keswick. I yes. Think. Yeah, okay. That is correct. So he, he has enlisted... Uh, Ringo for the album's uh, first single and title track. So Ringo's very nice. That'd be cool, Colin. Hey, <laughs> thank you. Uh, hey, who wrote all of uh, Minute Works' greatest hits, including "Who Can It Be Now," "Don't Down Under," and "Overkill," uh, kicks off the jump more eighteenth. And as Nick said, April sixteenth, he will be at no, the Keswick. April sixth. Oh, I'm sorry. And it's a Wednesday, so oh, it's April sixth. A- yeah, it's midweek. We mid-week. can get him in here, maybe. Yes, sir. Which would be great. Cause- You're talking about Colin. Yes. Uh, there were several years that he came through, and it was over the weekends, right. and we didn't get a chance to have him by. So. Nice guy, talented. Yeah, yeah. Great voice, man. Just Colin. a great singer. Hey! You know him. Yeah. Right. And there you go. That we're is what I have. In easily business. amused. Very much. I mean, we did the laughing thing <laughs> over and over and over. So, yeah. The Colin Hay thing. Can you repeat hey! that a couple times? The, the laughing Colin? thing? Colin? No, no, no. Uh, Colin. Hey! Colin? Hey! Colin? I don't have... Uh... Hey! Uh, you know, they, like, yeah, no, it becomes difficult after a while. Yeah. Well, All these goods are equipment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second, and we will wrap it up for you. Letter of the day, word of the week. Don't miss it. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. 
now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This is the radio program coming to an end. Uh, colder day today, weather-wise. We haven't ventured outside as of yet. 30 is our high, but lots of sunshine. They're saying in cases like this, wear, uh, you know, warmer clothing. Yeah, probably do that. Warmer clothing. <laughs> That's good. You jumped in with that uh, HelloFresh uh, <laughs> study so the that they did. HelloFresh, yeah. also if you could surround your body in... Uh, Store uh, f- food you order online. That's probably right. uh, going up to 35 tomorrow, 38 on Friday. That's when the clouds come in. And then Saturday, we have a chance for snow. We'll keep an eye on that. So the horrors come in. A little more detail uh, with a high of 25, but we'll find out how much uh, snow we're going to end up getting. Right now, the projection is is that it's actually going to be um, so cold that we would get a light dusting. But that could change. Uh, I like she heard differently, though. So, uh, you know, she drinks a lot. But you know what? No, when they're this far out, like, you know how they say we're watching yeah. the models and all. Like, she was kind of going over um, each of the models. So, right. like you said earlier, they don't really know. We'll see in a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> if they keep That's the snow like it's been. The whores come in. <laughs> <laughs> the whores come in on Saturday. I like her idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it should be. Uh, listen, just keep it. Hey, the light dustings we've been getting? Well, even on the weekend, I don't know. It doesn't know. matter. Yeah. Like oh, put on your snow bunny suit and go outside? Yeah. Make Nick, hot cocoa? Nick, I'm going to play something for you. All right. Yeah, so you're breaking out your cello? No. Is it, is no. It, nope. Hang on a second. Here, here we go. Losing is a disease. <laughs> as contagious as syphilis. Ah, but curable. I mean, honestly, they should. Nick wanted to, to play that during the conversation we had about the Flyers oh, earlier yeah. this morning, and I never saw it, so Damn I apologize. It. We should play it for them. Yes. Yeah. Play it again. Yeah. All right, one more time. Losing is a disease as contagious as syphilis, ah, but curable. Ah, ah, ah. They knew that guy. That's from The Natural. <laughs> yeah. I won't do it, Pop. Oh, I won't. man. Boy, Roy Hobbs. <laughs> Thirteen. Yep. Thirteen. 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 Thirteen losses. They're not going to lose tonight? Nope. They're not playing tonight. Not yeah, playing. I know, but yeah. still. Yeah. Forest for the trees, man. All right. Uh, we need to do the letter of the day. You ready to do that, Case? Yes, sir. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. N, as in natural. All right. And uh, you should have three now, two more to go. We give away a Word of the Week prize on Friday. Steven Singer Jewelers Valentine's Day prize pack, which will include a ring of hearts, diamond necklace, and a triple Emerald City Rose bundle, mm-hmm. one of each of their brand new roses. Emerald City 24-karat gold dip rose. Emerald City Rose Gold Rose and the Emerald City Platinum Dipped Rose uh, comes with a display stand and signature rose scent. It's from Steven Singer Jewelers. You can visit IHateStevenSinger.com for the fast, free shipping on Steven Signature Gold Dipped Roses for your Valentine. <laughs> Give that away on Friday. <laughs> I will thank our sponsors, I guess. And uh, the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by... The Preston and Steve logo winter Ooh, hats. We're bringing us to you. Another cool item in the MMR Rock Shop. You can pick one up today for you or as a gift at WMMR.com. We also have the WMMR logoed hats. They're, you. they're great. <laughs> Use the keyword shop while you are there. Also uh, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve show, and by Acme. Download the Acme app to see your all new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Uh, tomorrow on a program, we have a full boat. Uh, we are going to talk to Keith Yandel of the Flyers. Yes, yes. The Flyers have lost a lot of games. Keith has played a ridiculous amount of consecutive games 
the Iron Man record is his. He deserves to be celebrated yep. for that. We'll talk to him tomorrow. We will also have Sensei Crease on tomorrow. <laughs> Martin Cove from Cobra Kai will be joining us. And as I said earlier this morning, we are going to have Joel and Leah from London. We actually spent time with them when we were in London. And they do this cool little kind of lifestyle uh, video series about uh, Brits and Americans. And they're sort of fascinated with Philadelphia. They are, yeah. So yeah. they're in town, and they're going to stop by tomorrow, and we're going to play Brit or not a Brit. So yeah. we got some contestants signed up for that, so it should be fun. You sound like you're from London. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. And Pierre's in next, and we will see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map by 2